Blog Talk Radio. Ready, set, Welcome to the Couch Potato Sports Show, your internet radio home for all sports news and talk. Join Sonny Clark, the hardest working man in sports radio, and the best co-host anyone can ask for, Cuervo. We cover it all from NFL, NBA, MLB, NHL, as well as indoor football and high school sports. So let's do this. Here's Sonny Clark. Falcons. The New Orleans Saints took apart the Atlanta Falcons. 
and that's one of the things that when I was I didn't hardly even watch this game. It was pathetic. Matt Ryan, you know, we talk about an underachieving quarterback. That's what you get with Matt Ryan because he hasn't done anything to write home to mama about. So when you looked at that game, you saw a lot of problems with that football team, and it starts at the quarterback position. And I don't know if they're going to get any better. I doubt it. They're out of the playoff rush. Let's find out what the fine co-host of this program has to say about it. It's Sunday morning with Cuervo. Cuervo, how you doing this morning, my friend? Good morning, Sonny. It's good to talk to you again. I'm great. I'm great. I'm a little bit under the weather. My sinuses are are acting up. Other than that, I'm I'm doing fantastic. And yourself, how was your Thanksgiving? It was good. And what what do you expect? It's Sunday, three football games. Um, you know, then top back <clears> to the Chicago Bear game. Since you are online, your Bears were in action on Sunday in Detroit. Got a victory, twenty three sixteen. Chase Daniels did exactly what a backup quarterback is supposed to do. Now, and, and I'll ask you because I know you know what I know. He's got a shoulder injury, uh, Mitchell Trubinsky. Is it his throwing shoulder or is it his other shoulder? Uh, no, I believe it is the throwing shoulder, Sonny, and, that, and that's why the Bears are being very cautious uh, on, on this injury. There's talk that he might even miss next Sunday against the New York Giants. Now, that that's that the Bears are, are should be should win that game. They're expected to win that game, and I think that's why Matt Nagy is kind of you know has the feeling it's really not a roll of the dice sitting uh, uh, Trubisky again. The Bears should be able to take care of business without him. And on top of that, like you just said, I mean, Chase Daniel played very well uh, in that game on Thursday on Thanksgiving Day. Um, So, you know, I guess he saw enough to say, you know what, we're comfortable sitting Trubisky one more game. And, um, you know, I mean – on top of all of that, Sonny, really what it comes down to is, look, the Bears are 8-3. and three. We have a, They have a, a nice lead as of right now. I think it's one game, Probably maybe two games over. Yeah. yeah, I mean, they, they – they, look, if for some crazy reason they lose to the Giants, they drop to 8-4. and four. Um, It's not the end of the world. But, um, but you know, I, that that's, that's not the expectation. The expectation is that they'll go in there and win. So, Definitely. And here's another thing. You look at that, it is the Giants, and the Giants are not. But the Giants are capable of getting victories. So, I'll take a look at that one. I, I, regardless of what anybody says and how well Chase Daniel played on Thanksgiving, I still don't trust him. He's a backup quarterback. Not only that, the, the good thing for the Bears is that he's a career backup, so he knows what he's doing. That's the difference. Nine years as a backup quarterback, um, the guy kind of should know what needs to uh, go on and in a in a backup role. Dallas game was no great big surprise uh, with their victory over Washington without Alex Smith. That game could have been totally different at that point. And then how bad is uh, is the Atlanta Falcons and Matt Ryan? Matt Ryan, you know, we're just a few years back. We're talking about MVP candidate, yeah, you know, kind of guy. Um, obviously, I'm going to tell you right now that Super Bowl that took it out of that guy. This is not the same Matt Ryan that we even seen in that year, uh, and not even close. I mean, if he was close, you'd say, okay, watch out. You know, Matt Ryan, you know, the Atlanta Falcons have a good opportunity to make a run for it. But right now, this team is not capable of moving forward. 
Yeah, you know, Sonny, I'll even take that a step further. I mean, the the, the team, the whole team is not the same. I mean, they, they just haven't absolutely shown that offensive domination that we're used to seeing from a team like the Falcons. Uh, and they just they just don't close games like they used to. I mean, they've always had trouble closing games out, um, but that's, that was more of like when the, they needed to rely on the defense. Um you know, the offense was never a problem. If you needed you needed a field goal to win a game, you already knew it was going to happen because of how high powered this offense is. Well, you know, I mean, they, they don't have they don't have the the uh, the closing ability. I guess you can call it um, like they Absolutely. used to. Good point. You know, on top of that, I mean, you know, I, I you can you can make the argument that they've had they've suffered some injuries uh, this year. You know, with Devontae Freeman. Um, you know, uh, I would say some offensive, would it be a good some offensive linemen are down. No, it wouldn't because, you know, Devontae Freeman, as great of a running back as he is, uh, the Atlanta Falcons are, are, are known to be an air it out type of team, you know, especially, I mean, that look at, I mean, they drafted Calvin Ridley in the first round. Did they need another wide receiver? Not necessarily, but they, they went and they got him. Um, and, that's uh you know that's what they're known for so that's uh you know using that as an ex- you know a reason why they haven't been able to perform the way we're used to seeing that 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 has very little to do with it in reality so um i i wouldn't i would say i i i would say really sunny i think you're right I, there's a there's really a mental <clears throat> um I don't want to call it a, a paranoia or anything like that. I, I'm, I'm thinking. I'm trying to think of a word. If there's a mental Men- block of some sort that yep. that the Falcons are going through. Or they just it's a confidence factor. That's I, I think that's what it is. Once they lost that Super, I mean, think about it. You're up 25 points in the Super Bowl, and you couldn't close in the out. fourth quarter. That in the fourth that quarter. That would shoot. Yeah, they would. That would shoot anybody's confidence. So. Um, yeah, I mean, it's, it's really, it's unfortunate, but I think that's the, that's the problem with the Atlanta Falcons. Now, how do they fix it from here? That's the obvious question. Absolutely. I, Moving forward. Sonny, it, they, it, they have to be a problem. They have to find, yeah, to find it within, within themselves to, um, you know, move on from that Super Bowl loss and put it, put it behind them. You know, if that is in fact what the problem is, and you can't you can't continue to live in the past. It's it's not a way to to go about your career and your life. I mean, you have to move on from it. You know, and, and if you don't, then you'll never give yourself the opportunity to get back to the Super Bowl and redeem yourself as a as a football team. Um, you know, so that that's that's what I would say to the Atlanta Falcons is you have to. Forget about not forget about it, but you have to you just have to move on. De- definitely move on, and that's what they're not doing. How'd you do yesterday? How'd you do on your picks? You get all three of them. I missed that Chicago game. I didn't, you know, I, I didn't want to go with, roll with the uh, backup quarterback, even with that defense. Uh, I felt that the Detroit Lions could win that game. That's the one I missed. Were you on all of them? Uh, uh, did you end up getting all of them on uh, Thanksgiving? I- I, I was I did Sonny and and I know I didn't put it in the chat but you know 
Uh, obviously, Dallas and, and, and New Orleans were a little bit easier to pick. Uh, you know, right. when it came down to the Bears, I, I, I looked back two weeks ago to when they played them in Chicago, and, you know, I thought about the defense and, and, and how dominant they were, and sure enough, it, it kind of it happened again. You know, Eddie Jackson gets the, the pick six, and then um, they get the uh, the interception at the end, uh, which <laughs> – which, if you haven't seen Sonny, that 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 dance that they did at the end, um, kind of uh, mocking Detroit, if you will, with a little, that little Motown dance, that thing has blown up all over social media, and and, and <laughs> it's just funny to see. But but uh, you know, that that's what I thought about, and and sure enough, that's kind of how it worked out. Yeah, it, uh, not and and actually good competitive games too. That was another good thing about what happened over uh, that that time uh, over Thanksgiving. Those games, I, I like to see competitive games. A lot of times they're blowouts. Now the Atlanta Falcons, you, you just you kept watching that game, hoping that team could show up, and they just did not. But that having been said, let's take a look at the standings that are going on in the NFL, and then we'll obviously get to what we do best here on the Sunday, which is talk about the games over in the AFC. It's the New England Patriots on top of that division, seven and three. They're going to run away with it. Miami at five and five, Buffalo three and seven, and the New York Giant or New York uh, Jets at three and seven. Moving down to the AFC North, the Pittsburgh Steelers seven and two, the Baltimore Ravens five and five. That's a football team that better figure it out because Cincinnati's right there behind them. Baltimore has the the uh, head to head right now at five and five. Cleveland at three and six in the AFC North. Over in the South, Houston seven and three. Indianapolis is coming up on that. We're going to talk a little bit about them. They are five and five along with Tennessee Titans five and five. Those are two teams that are going totally different directions. Jacksonville at a measly three and seven, which is no great big surprise to this Jaguar fan. Uh, the Kansas City Chiefs nine and two. Los Angeles seven and three. Interesting division that's working up over there. Denver four and six, Oakland two and eight. They, Oakland Raiders get the second victory. Should they have gotten it or not? We'll talk about maybe at some point as well. Over in the NFC, the Dallas Cowboys six and five along with Washington. Obviously Dallas getting the victory on Thanksgiving. They end up with the tiebreaker. Philadelphia four and six, three and seven for the uh Giants. Now that division uh usually wins with the ten and six. So Philadelphia would have to win out in order to get up there. The question is, are they capable of doing it? Will Washington go into the uh, wrong direction? I picked the Dallas Cowboys to win this division, but, boy, at the beginning of the season, they sure looked like they weren't going to do it. Uh, but they, they get, again, they get lucky. They get the Washington Redskins without uh, Alex Smith on Thanksgiving. Over in the north, we're just talking about the Chicago Bears, 8-3. and three. Minnesota, 5-4-1. and one. And same thing with the uh, Green Bay Packers, except they're four, five, and one. Uh, that's high, making a big difference in that uh, division. Will that be a uh, thing in the uh, wild card? And Detroit falls to four and seven after the loss on Thanksgiving. New Orleans Saints ten and one. They're running away with it as they're ten and one out on the season. Carolina fighting for a uh, playoff spot. Will they grab it up? We'll talk a little bit more about that. They are six and four. Atlanta falls to four and seven. They're done. Tampa Bay at three and seven as well. Los Angeles at ten and one. The Rams uh, and the Seattle Seahawks five and five. They've been winning some games that maybe they shouldn't. Who knows? 
and Arizona-San Francisco at 2-8. and eight. So what that does is that leads us into our first game that we're going to talk about here on the Couch Potato Sports Show, and it starts over in Cincinnati where the Cincinnati Bengals have lost two in a row. The Browns won last week. So that having been said, of course, that's the name of the show. You know, you've got a division game, which, number one, are always good. Then you have it's the AFC North. That's always a good football game as well. So you, you got even even the Browns for the last three years have been competitive within their division, regardless if it's the uh, Bengals or the Steelers um, and Baltimore as well. So they've been competitive in their own division. So, Cuervo, you're looking at this game. I'm looking at Cincinnati as a different football team. They are not doing what they normally do. And so that having been said, I, I looked at this game. I'm actually confused about this game because – I should automatically, when you think about uh, what the uh, Bengals have as far as weapons are concerned, I should automatically say, hey, this is the Bengals. It's the Bengals at home. Oh, but contrary, my friend, when you're looking at the Cleveland Browns this year, they're a totally different football team. Yeah, yeah, the Browns are, absolutely. I mean, they're a team that you have to sit and actually say to yourself, hmm, who are they playing? They might have a chance to win. You know, not not like, oh, this team's playing Cleveland, win. You know, I mean, that's not not the Cleveland Browns anymore. I mean, you have to sit and you have to actually break down games that they're a part of and analyze if you think they have a chance to beat whoever they're playing. And, you know, when it comes to today against the Bengals, I'll tell you, Sonny, without A.J. Green for the Cincinnati Bengals, that's a totally different offense. It's a big question mark, um, you know, yes. Yeah, they, I mean, they've already lost Tyler Rutherford for the year. Um, you know, now they don't have it. I mean, they've lost their two best weapons uh, on their football team in their passing games. So that that would destroy any football team in reality. So it, it's 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 going to be a challenge, I think, because you know you, you think about it. Cleveland's secondary is actually pretty solid. I mean, they've, they've, got a, they've got a potential rookie of the year candidate in Denzel Ward. They've got some solid linebackers that, that, that you know, that can, uh, you know, become brick walls. You know, they, they tackle well and, and all that stuff. And most importantly, though, up front is, um, you know, they get, they get some pressure with Miles Garrett. So the defense is playing very well. The wild card for me, though, is Baker Mayfield because Baker Mayfield – as much as we have loved what we've seen, you know, going back to the first game that he played Thursday, that Thursday night game, uh, when they finally, when the Browns finally won their first game, um, you know, we've, we've seen, we've seen, you know, it's like good Baker, bad Baker. You know, that's, that's what you, you know, you're, you've gotten yep, a guy. He's just, you know, I mean, as a, as a, and you expect that as a rookie, you're not going to be the consistent you know, veteran that you get out of a Drew Brees or an Aaron Rodgers or, or uh, you know, Tom Brady, guys like that, you know, you're going to get some inconsistency. So that's to be expected. Um, you know, it, so that that's the difference for me today, whether Cleveland has a shot at winning this game or not. And you take a look at, you know, the Cincinnati Bengals right now, they've dropped two games in a row. That's one of the problems. Uh, and one of the things when you're looking at the Cincinnati team, they're one of five teams that are sitting at five and five looking for that last playoff spot. That's another thing. How are they going to do up underneath that pressure? Because 
you know, when you're looking at those AFC teams, you're going, well, maybe, maybe the, you know, Cincinnati Bengals are not the best of those teams as, you know, we, we saw this team get off to a quick start and then die at the end. This year they're dying in the middle of the season, and this is a football team that's going to have to end up going a little bit better. But the Browns right now, you know, 3-6-1 have already won more games than they've done in the previous two seasons um, and, frankly, have been in almost every game except one. Um, so there's a lot of things that are going on uh, in this game. But Cleveland um, – you, you look at they beat uh, Cincinnati in November back in 2014. Um, so that having been said, of course, that's the name of this show. You know, if you like to look at history, at least that's the team that they played well against. And, and you know, it, it is. It's the AFC North. And this is one of those games where you take a look at, at the, the the team of where it's going and what's going on because this is a team right now that lets Hugh Jackson go. That, you know, he was fired as the head coach back on October 29th. Um, so, Sonny, um, can, yeah. Can I, ask you, can I ask you a question about that? Do you think the Browns did the right thing by firing no, Hugh I Jackson? Don't. No, no be, and because if they expected him to win more than uh, three or four games, that's, that's too much of an expectation, but it's the NFL. So the expectations of owners, I think, sometimes get outlandish based upon what they have done historically with him, unfortunately. He is a victim of mm-hmm. what he has been with them. So, you know, you, you get two years with him, he hasn't been ever to do it, even though they didn't have the right personnel. Everybody knows that. Um, but, but Baker Mayfield right. changes, the, it changes the horizon of the team on where it's going. And it has to be their thinking that they that Hugh Jackson can't get them over the hump, and that's the only reason why I think that that was that was made. But I I don't think so. I think this is a huge thing, you know. And the, and the team and everything else, they're going to downplay the impact that Jackson had on those football games and of the outcome of some of these football games and where they are in the development of that team, they'll sit there all day long and they'll deny that that's, it has anything to do with anything. But I'm going to tell you right now, I expected that team, as soon as they let Hugh Jackson go, go completely in the dumpster um, and not be able to get out or at least be competitive in, in games. Now, they were competitive, you know, with the game last week. Um, but – you know, you you look you're looking at a football team that I think has been demoralized by that by that firing because where they were and the potential of where they were. I think Hugh Jackson should have had next year about mid mid season if he wasn't going to do anything, then you let him go. But this is the first sign of any kind of light that was coming out of a crack in reality of what is known as, you know, Cleveland Browns football. Yeah, I, I... I have a lot of the same feelings, but, you know, you, you, meant, you, you hit on an interesting point, you know, talking about, you know, getting the credit for the success or the, well, not really, the, I mean, the turnaround of the Cincinnati Bengals. Cause I mean, although they've won a few games, I, you can call that success. Um, but I mean, right now, I can, I just, it's, it's, it's a culture change. They're still going through it. And yeah, you know, 
But, I mean, see, but the difference between the Browns from the last two years, Cuervo, compared to this year, is they've been in every single game. They've gone to overtime. They've got a tie. Um, and they did it against Pittsburgh in week number one. They started off RA at the beginning of the year as a totally different yes. football team. You, you can't even recognize them from the last two years from before to where they are now. And, and I think messing with that, that chemistry of what that team is now by firing Hugh Jackson, it, 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 to me, it's stupid. It, it, it takes away from any kind of momentum as players moving forward because the players are doing – you got to give the players at least a little credit. They brought in some guys that are saying, hey – I, we don't. I don't deal very well with losing or losing attitude or just you know being a bunch of wimps out on the sideline. I mean, just look at the wide receiver. I forget his name. Going off on all those players. Are you, are you hurt or are you injured? And if you're hurt, get your butt back out on the football field during practice. I mean, it, it's a it's a change of culture that had happened and. That that was twofold in reality, bringing in the players, whether it be the wide receiver or uh, Baker Mayfield, uh, and then Hugh Jackson. To, I mean, because uh, just look at Hugh Jackson, what happened to him over in Oakland. He sh- he should have never lost his job there. Now you could argue whether or not he lost his job and he shouldn't be there or should not be there. Um, but a culture change, I think, sometimes is always good by having the the same coaching staff in play if you're seeing that positivity. And evidently, the owners of the Cleveland Browns saw this as business as usual. Yeah, well, I'll tell you what, Sonny, we're going to find out today. Uh, I think today's going to be an Absolutely. indicator of, of really how much of an influence Jackson had on that football team. Because guess what? He's going to be at the game. He's just going to be on the other sideline. And here's Marvin a big Lewis. question in this game. Hey, hey, here's a big question. Yeah, that's right. He's on the coaching staff of the Cincinnati Bengals. Um, but here's something that's really interesting. This is a football game where Andy Dalton I, I, is in, you know, he needs his superstar with a toe injury. If you are A.J. Green, I mean, I think you have to be out on the football field for your football team, and that's a yet another culture thing. Okay, this is a football team that's known to drop off the face, and that's what they're doing right now. Um, and sitting at five and five, they need a guy that's able to step up. And eat, whether is he really injured or is it hurt? Is there something that they can do with the big toe in order for AJ Green to be good? I'm going to tell you, I know it's an injury and I know it's real. But if you're AJ Green, you've got to make a decision on what you're going to do, what's best for your football team. And if you don't think, if you're AJ Green, if you don't think this football team is better with you out on the football field, um, that's a problem. And so right now, mm-hmm. you know, the last I heard it is still questionable whether or not A.J. Green plays this game. I think he plays this game, um, but if he doesn't, you know, I think that that's the biggest difference in this game. If A.J. Green's in this game, I you know, I go Cincinnati. Um, if he's not in this game, I'm going to tell you, I think the Browns are going to clip him. And uh, so it, it's all about where A.J. Green is in his development for this week, whether or not he's going to play. Um, I mean, I, I, I don't disagree, Sonny. I, I think AJ Green, even though it's the the Browns and everybody, you know, they're like the punchline for half the NFL jokes. Um, I think he still needs they're to be out there. I, I, I think, yeah, the, they're five exactly. and five. Where if, if they want to have they're one of five teams, you know, at at five and five battling for that last playoff spot. He's got to be out on the football field. 
and that and that's the point I was going to make. If they want to, if they want to be able to save whatever's left of their season to be able to, uh, you know, get get that six spot because they're not going to get anything higher than than a six seed. Uh, but if they want it, they're going to have to they're going to have to go out there and they're going to have to put out the best <laughs> fifty three men that they can every game to include the Cleveland Browns when they play them. Like you, at from this moment on, you have six games left as of this morning. You cannot yep. take any of those six games lightly. You have to you have to come with with you know full full intensity best roster you possibly can. Don't take anyone lightly. Like they they have to, you know, like I said, come out there and and act like well, they don't need to act. They they really do need every win that they can get. So, um and and even and it, even if AJ Green's not 100% healthy, Corbell needs to be out there. He could be a great decoy. I mean, a red herring out on that, uh, you know, being A.J. Green, you know, watch out for it. But the, I'm looking right now, you know, it's right now the same. He's not going to be playing in this game. And that really changes my my thinking. Although, you, you look at what Nick Chubb has done for this football team, 176 yards and a touchdown over the Atlanta last week. But who can't beat Atlanta? Um, so I don't know if I'm looking at that being impressed or whether or not that, you know, you, maybe – that's not going to happen against Cleveland. And, and I'm sticking with my guns on what I said. A.J. Green's not going to play in this game. I'm going Cleveland. Who you got in this one? Uh, uh, are you saying if he's not playing or you're, you're no, saying that according, he's not according to this, is, uh, and this is, um, you know, coming from uh, the Bleacher Report, um, the Bleacher Report, which, by the way, they've gotten more relevant, by the way, just to let everybody know so it's not the joke that it used to be. Um, you know, uh, their beat writer right there says that he's not going to play playing in Sunday's game. So, um, you know, he wow. was uh, – that, that, that is huge. Um, it's expected not to play, according to the C, uh, CBSSports.com. Um, so I'm, I'm on Cleveland. I don't, I don't think this is a football team that's – you know, mentally ready to move forward, and I think they need their super superstar out on the football field. I'm with you, Sonny. I think I think I'm on board with you. I think I'll go Cleveland as well. Um, I just think that 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 what that tells me it's it it says a lot. It says that you're not taking this game seriously, and. Enough. Yeah, you're not. Well, you're not. Yeah, you're not taking it. I mean, it's a division. It's a divisional game. Like, even Big if it time. is Cleveland, you you have to make sure that you give yourself the best opportunity to win. And the Bengals are not doing that. Um, now, you know, there might be more to it. Maybe AJ Green had a setback as far as you know his injury, just not ready to go. That could be a you know part of it. Uh, and if that's the case, then, you know, that's understandable. But, um, you know, we they, they were saying last week that, you know, he could have, if he had to, uh, played, and he didn't. So this week should have been a no-brainer, and he's he's not going to play again. So I, I, I don't know yep. what to say, Tony. That's, that's really interesting that he's not yep. going to play so again. I'm, I'm rolling with Cleveland. You're rolling with Cleveland? I'm with you, Sonny. We're gonna we're gonna ride the the Browns train together today. 
And, and this one's going to be tough. They're on the road. I mean, if it was a home, I'd not even pick them, even with A.J. Green. But they are on the road, so that that's a big difference in this game there in Cincinnati. Uh, but and that having been said, next game that's up on board, it is the Jacksonville Jaguars hitting seven they lost. How many in a row? How about six in a row? Buffalo gets a big win last week as well. They are three and seven in Buffalo right now. Jacksonville couldn't stop anybody. Cuervo, this this game, I hate this game because they, you know, at first look you say you say Jacksonville. I mean, you really do. You say Jacksonville, and you know, but the simple fact of the matter is, is this is not the same football team. And, and I'm going to tell you right now, this team reminds me of Dak Prescott and the Dallas Cowboys. Uh, you know, uh, well, with in reality, Dak Prescott taking over for. Tony Romo, and they're a totally different football team, and that's what we're getting. And, and I think this football team realizes they need a quarterback. I know that's easy to say because it is White Bortles, and I've been on his ass for two or three years, um, you know, about how bad he is. But it, it's hard for football teams to go out there. There is no – when you think of a car, okay, what makes a car run smoothly is that, obviously, it's the uh, spark plugs. And right now, they're not getting any spark from their quarterback position. Um, and that that's killer for this football team. Because I, I'm going to tell you right now, if they had someone that they could run out there and it could be anybody different, I bet you this football team could win football games. But that's not what the case is. That's not what the situation is over in Jacksonville. And they're a victim of their own stupidity by keeping Blake Bortles as a starting quarterback for this football team. They're not going to win this game up in Buffalo, Cuervo. Yeah, you know what, Sonny? Uh, um, I, I, I thought Pittsburgh was going to have no problems last week against None. The Jack, your Jacksonville Jaguars. And, man – they got lucky, though the, the Steelers did. They they were very lucky to come out come out with a win. Point is, Jacksonville's defense looked like Jacksonville's defense is supposed to last week. Um, the offense, eh, not so much. Okay, and we all know that. And and I think you're absolutely right. Like, look, I, I think everybody knows, including the organization himself, that it's time to move on from Blake Bortles. He's just not you know, the guy that they thought he was going to be. And he still may serve as a backup uh, in Jacksonville. But next year, I definitely think you guys will be getting a new quarterback. For your sake, Sonny, I really, really hope it's not Eli Manning. I think they if need it to is, go out I will not run young. for that football team. That, that's too uh, stupid I, of yeah. a move. But, yeah, uh, I, uh, hashtag, you know, boycott Jackson, you know, the Jaguars, right? <laughs> So, I mean, I don't blame you one bit. I really don't. Um, my only question is I don't know what direction the Jacksonville Jaguars would go. Uh, yeah. If I were them, depending on how they finish the year, uh, I would look into investing a first-round pick, maybe see who's available, maybe uh, you know see who's going to be in the draft, if, if, or, or – um, you just see, you know, through free agency who's going to be available. There might, you might find, you never know. You might find somebody that that fits what the Jaguars do offensively. Um, which, to me, I think it, you just need a guy that can go out there and I, I don't like using the term game manager. Just don't don't make mistakes like a Chase like Chase Daniel did on Thursday. 
You know, throw for a couple hundred yards, throw a touchdown or two, don't turn the ball over. That's it. That's all you need yeah. because Jacksonville is a run-heavy uh, uh, offense. You know, they're, they're all, they run the football. That's, that's what you guys do down there in Jacksonville. So, um, you know, it's not exactly Mark Brunel, Keenan McCardle, and, and Jimmy, Jimmy uh, Smith, but, you know, it, it's, it's, it's a little bit different now. Uh, you, guys, you guys are runners. So what you need is, you know, guys up front that, that are going to push those defensive lines away have a quarterback that can get you a third and five when you need it, or, or a third and yep. three, whatever the case may be. That's all you need. You don't. You know, there's no need to go out there and, you know, like what Minnesota Teddy did, go offer, go offer, go offer a uh, you know eighty million dollar guarantee contract. Yeah. I I don't Teddy know. Bridgewater. I know. I Teddy know. Teddy Bridgewater. I'm telling you. I love him, and you want to know the reason why I love him even more because just what you mentioned right there, Clairvo. Any of these other quarterbacks that are going to go out there, they're going to blow a lot of money up on the quarterback position. And for exactly the reason why what you said on what kind of quarterback that they need, and Teddy Bridgewater can be that guy. Guy, He does not have to be the superstar of that football team because that's what the defense would be with a Teddy Bridgewater at the quarterback position. He can manage those games, get you the third downs when you need them, and not only that, he's a dual threat. He can throw, he can run. Um, in reality, uh, you, you look at Blake Bortles, man, he looks like he is standing in freaking cement. It's unbelievable. Um, but this game, I mean, this game here in reality, the one that we're looking at, of course, the Jacksonville Jaguars against Buffalo. Buffalo gets Matt Barkley, who was sitting, I think, in a, in a classroom, um, as I think he's a teacher, 41 to 10, um, oh, you know, last week for them, 15 and 25, 232, two touchdowns, no turnovers. I mean, you want to talk about a game manager, um, you know, it. it I'm not saying Matt Barkley is the best thing, but I also say I don't think Matt Barkley really got a good shake out of any of the things that he did uh, for some of the football teams that he played. Uh, so I, you know, he's not he's not the best thing in the world in reality. But the big difference is, is he's not going to keep that job because of who he's backing up. Yeah, you know, and and, and I thought I heard that. <laughs> There's a chance that Josh Allen's going to be back. Is that is that the case, Sonny? Do you know if that's like Ted Koppel confirmed, I, or or are we not sure about that yet? I'm not sure about it. All right, Ted Ted Koppel. I I do know that 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 Josh Allen is well. He was actually rumored to maybe come back last week. Um, I don't know what his status is. As I put it in Google, we'll find out what his his status is according to the news. Um, it looks like he, uh, da, 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 Josh Allen is back, uh, for the Jackson, uh, Jacksonville Jaguars. So it will be Josh Allen and not, um, and, and not Matt Barkley. So there you Matt go. Matt Barkley. So yeah. that's yeah. why, that's why I asked. I wanted to make sure that we're, we're going to talk about, talk about the, the quarterback that's actually going to play today. So, um, you know, I heard I had heard something. I had read something real quick about Josh Allen could return, and so that's why I had to ask about it. Yeah. So, I mean, I, I still don't feel good about it. I mean, coming off of injury, um, so that that's a huge thing as well. Um, so I don't know. And and actually, I think he was hurt against. Um, 
Uh, what team was it that he got hurt against? I forget. Uh, but e- either way, it's not a good thing for uh, Josh. Uh, I don't. I don't think it's a good thing for Buffalo. I, I want to pick Buffalo. If it was, I, I'll say it. If Matt Barkley started this football game, I'd probably pick him. Um, right now, I I don't feel good about Josh Allen starting this. He's been out since the Houston game. Um, so. Um, the Bills have uh, won two, lost three in the games with Allen that started. Um, so, you know, I don't know. I, I think I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to switch it. I don't, I don't trust Josh Allen. Um, you say anything what you want about Matt Barkley, at least he's started some football games uh, in the NFL. And Josh Allen's just having a hard time getting out of the gate right now. Yeah, exactly, Sonny. I mean, it's it's you know it's going to be his first game back in what a month or so. I yeah, it's, it's been a while yep. since he's played. So, I mean, you you want to talk about some major rust? And, and he's a rookie. Yep. Against that defense, the, I, I I don't know. And you know, I got love yep. for the Jaguars, but I have to call a spade a spade on this one. And I just don't see how Josh Allen will be able to get through this game Me without either. committing you know, too many turnovers. So uh, I think, I think I'm going to have to roll with your Jags today. I think I am too. I think I'm going to go ahead and uh, do it and uh, move on. I just messaged Tarvin so we could get his picks uh, for the games uh, this week. So uh, both on Jacksonville Jaguars in this one and a game that's not a lot to talk about as far as anything is really concerned uh, because in New England, they're 7-3. They lost last week, but the Jets have lost four in a row. Uh, they're going to get pummeled today. Um, you, you, you just just more the fact that you look at this as, as a division game, that's huge. Uh, New England needs this game in reality. I don't know if they'll get the first round by or not. They'll look, uh, I don't know. We'll, we'll find out how all, all that plays out in the last few weeks of the season. But this would be a game that they would need so they could try to get that uh, home field, you know, at least, uh, at least uh, the first round bye, um, that would be interesting. So I'm looking at this game. I don't have a lot to say about it because I think New England's going to roll. The Jets are not a good football team. And, um, you know, four in a row is going to be five in a row in reality after it's all said and done uh, here on Sunday. Yeah, Sonny, not, not a lot for me on this one either. I mean, you know, Pat Patriots are coming off a bye week. The Jets are the Jets. I mean, what more is there to say? And plus, when's the last time they lost off of off of a bye? I I, I can't remember. I just, no, I don't think Bill yeah, Belichick was the coach. I'll tell you that. Yeah, not with. Yeah, it, it hasn't happened. And if it has, it hasn't happened very often. So I didn't have a lot to say about that game, but it was next in the order of what I'm going. But here's an interesting game here, Cuervo. It, it is the New York Football Giants. They've won two in a row. Philadelphia has lost two in a row. Division game. It, it, this is a big-time game uh, for the uh, Eagles. The Giants aren't going anywhere. But the Philadelphia Eagles, this is a football team that is in – in dire straits as far as where they are in the standings. Um, I don't think they're going to win this division. They're going to be in a run. They'd have to go on a run in order to make the playoffs, even as a wild card, as they are four and six. I mean, but what I'm finding very interesting, I was talking to my brother about this, how Golden Tate does not fit into this offense completely and utterly baffles me because Golden Tate has been a star wherever he is, even though I can't stand the guy. 
can't stand the guy. But as far as the talent is concerned, this guy is able to put it out there, and uh, they're not getting him the ball either. So I find that very interesting as well. Oh, well, I mean, I think I think it's just a matter of just getting him, you know, fitting him in there, fitting him in the offense. I mean, it's kind of like what New England does. You know, if you go back and you look historically, with the exception of Randy Boss, he's Randy Boss, but uh, they get a new receiver, uh, you know, it's just kind of like one of those things where they, they kind of work them in over time. And I think this is going to yeah. be, what, yeah. second game with the Eagles? So – um, actually, it might be his third, but anyway, that's that doesn't matter. Um, I, I think I think today we'll see a, we'll see more from Golden Tate. I mean, he's he's had two games in now, one or two games in with the Eagles. Um, you know, plenty of time to practice on timing routes with Carson Wentz and all that good stuff. So, um, I think now at this point, Golden Tate is is comfortable. He knows the playbook. Uh, at least he should by now. And I, I think you'll see more from him. And, and it's the Giants. I mean, the Giants are not a very good team defensively. Well, they're not a very good team overall. So they're uh, pretty fall. I think, yeah, I think I think we'll see more from him today. Uh, I, you, I mean, you, you're absolutely right. Like you would you would have thought that the doors would be flying off with Golden State right away. Um, sometimes it just doesn't work that way. I guess. Yeah, they're riding a the two-game winning streak. That being the uh, being the Giants, you know. Uh, but I mean, it, you know, they lost to the Eagles already this year. It, it, you, I expect a sweep. I, I just really don't know. You, you look at the game that they had. They trade away two different, uh, you know, two defensive stars. Um, out on the football field, um, quarterback Eli Apple and uh, Damien Harrison. Uh, so those two guys, they're gone. Uh, but they did they did revamp the offensive line. So I don't know what that whole situation is going to be for them as far as that is concerned. Uh, I, I don't know. They got to start playing better, and, and and you know the guy that's got to start with is the guy that I'm very critical of and always will be because he's just not that is he's just not that good. He gets he gets a lot of hype because he's got two two uh, Super Bowl rings and he's the brother to a real Hall of Famer. I'd put an asterisk next to Eli Manning's name if he ever got in, but. You know the the real the fact of the matter is is that everybody's in love with Saquon uh, Barkley right now, um, and they sh- hey, hey that guy had a good game against the Eagles 130 yards um, uh, on the ground 99 yards in you know in the passing game so you know it, it, we're talking about a different football team as well you know with with uh, Barkley on that football team I I, I frankly I, I'm tired of hearing about how great that Barkley is. Um, I think the guy's got some talent, but I don't think he's the next coming. Uh, but the simple fact of the matter is he was named the NFC Offensive Player of the Week, uh, 142 yards, 27, uh, 27 carries last week over the Buccaneers, 38-35. to 35. That's what scares me. I mean, they let the Tampa Bay Buccaneers score 35 points on them. So, you know, I, I don't know how impressed I, I think I am. Well, no, you shouldn't be impressed at all. <laughs> I mean, uh, you know, especially and, – and, and it wasn't just the fact that they gave up 35 points to Tampa Bay. 
They gave up 35 points to Tampa Bay with Jameis. Winston. <laughs> so, I mean, if, if it was Fitzpatrick, uh, then I can understand because, I mean, he had that offense on fire uh, the first you know, three weeks of the season. And, and so, so if it was if it was with him, I kind of see why they gave up so much. But Jameis Winston, I mean, come yes. on, Giants. Now, exactly. I'll say this though: yep. Eagles, they need a bounce back game, big time. Absolutely. The way that embarrassed themselves uh, last Sunday against against the Saints. I mean, that's that's not how a Super Bowl defending Super Bowl champion should go out and perform against you know, a team that is looking to take that crown from them. And, and you know, really, the Saints just bullied them. That, and that was just Absolutely. straight up, we're going to bully you, and there's nothing you're going to do about it game. And, and the Saints did it. They got away with it. Yep. So, Eagles should be embarrassed about the way they played last Sunday. And, and I definitely expect a much better performance today. And, and here's the thing: they better get off the they better get off the schneid early in this one because if you're going to leave the, uh, as much as I hate to say it, if you leave the door open for Eli Manning to do something, uh, you got an opportunity for him to do exactly that. Uh, but I'm still I'm still going to go ahead and I'm going to take Philadelphia in this game. Just more in the fact that it is the Giants. I think they have. I think they have. Uh, you know, I think they've given up on the season anyway. So the fact of the matter is that, that that's the reason why I'm up on. The, and then you add up on the fact that they are at home. So you know, you, you got a lot of things working for you if you're Philadelphia in this one. Who are you on? Yeah, I got the Eagles as well, Sonny. I really don't think the Giants stand much of a chance at all. Um, they're they're going to go in there and they're going to have their way. I think the Eagles, you know, are, are like I said, they're embarrassed about the way they played last week. So I, I expect them to go in there and just blow the doors off of the New York Giants. I, I really do. So, you know, that being said, we're both up on the Philadelphia Eagles, and that will take us to our next game before we go into the break. It will be Oakland Raiders. I mean, the Raiders, I mean, why they won that football game last week to me is incredibly idiotic and stupid. They are 2-8. and eight. Uh, They won last week. Baltimore wins last week. They're 5-5. Five and five. They're fighting for that playoff spot. Um, you know, Oakland should have never won that football game. I mean, now you, you're already showing what kind of football team you are in reality if you're the Oakland Raiders. I mean, you're, you're, you have packed it up. You're all set for next year. Don't go out and win a football game and screw up your chances of getting that number one pick. Um, now, granted, of course, they got a lot of number one picks in this one, but – I, you know, that, it just helps them in reality if they're trying to maneuver around and they can trade to even get more draft picks with that number one draft pick. Um, but it is the Oakland Raiders. I, I don't trust them. They're not a good football team. Um, I don't think they have a chance against Baltimore because uh, Baltimore now has something to play for. This is going to be a good one in reality. I think if, if the Oakland Raiders were even close to what they should be, but they're just not, Cuervo. This is a bad, 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 bad football team, and it starts with the head coach. And 
I, you know, I don't know how much pull he has. I mean, I mean, you lose Amari Cooper. Amari Cooper, you know, is you know going to Dallas, uh, putting himself at least in a position where he'll be in the playoffs probably. So that's good for him. You, you look on the other side. You got your guy uh, on the defensive side of the ball for the Chicago Bears. I mean, it, it's, it's like they're selling they're selling the farm right now, and they have went ahead and they're going to abandon the farm and just leave and just leave the animals, that being the players uh, that are left over. Um, you know, but that having been said, uh, with, with Joe Flacco out um, last week, we saw Jackson, uh, you know, rush for 119 yards on 27 carries at the quarterback position. I, I'm, I'm telling, I, 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 oh man, everybody's in love with the Jackson at the quarterback position. I just don't see it, but. You know, they did win last week, so the question is, where's Flacco in, and will he play? And that's what I'll be looking up right as we speak. But Cuervo, the Baltimore Ravens, they are in desperate mode, too, because if you look at Cincinnati, they get the victory there. Um, they got to keep up pace with Cincinnati, um, as Cincinnati, of course, is going up against the Browns. I haven't heard if uh... – Lamar Jackson's going to play again, or or Joe uh, Flacco. No, Lamar back. Jackson is starting, by the way, just to let you know. Okay, well, I mean, look, I know, I know, we're not in love with Lamar Jackson, but he had he had that extra dimension to the uh, the offense of the Baltimore Ravens. I mean, let's let's be honest. You don't you you don't expect if something's not open, Joe Flacco. You don't expect him to just take off and blink your eyes and he's 10 yards down the field. Like, that's not going to happen with Flacco. So, uh, with Jackson, it will. And I think for the Raiders, they just don't have the defense to be able to stop that that type of offense where I think you're going to you're gonna start seeing some you'll, – you'll probably see some RPOs today, run past option. And I think it's going to torch that, that Raiders defense. I mean, look – I'm telling you, I don't know how they went to Arizona last week and beat the Cardinals. I, I know the Cardinals are not a very good football team either, but let's let's be honest, the, the, the Raiders are worse. And so oh, God, for them yeah. to go into Arizona and somehow scrape a victory out, I, I'm not buying into the Raiders at all. I'm just saying somebody was watching them from above. Maybe it was Al Davis. I don't know. But – Somebody was looking down at them and say, you know what, y'all need a win today. And they went in Arizona and got it done. Uh, just don't be fooled by it is, is my point. Look, the Raiders are still a bad football team. They beat a bad Arizona Cardinals team. Um, you know, they, I, I don't remember the, exactly how the game ended or how everything kind of turned out the way they did, but I'm sure that somewhere along the line the Raiders caught a break and that allowed them to get the victory. So, uh, all I'm saying is don't be fooled. It's not, you know, oh, John Gruden's got it figured out now because they beat the Cardinals. Like, <laughs> no, that's, that's definitely not the case. Uh, they just got lucky, and, you know, it is what it is. Look, any given Sunday, Sonny, we talk about it all the time. Any given yep. Sunday, anybody can win. So and that's what happened with the Raiders last week. I, as far as, you know, selling the farm and leaving the animals abandoned, I think I, I don't think any more animals are going away. I think I think uh, you know the uh, the the you know the prize the prize animal on the Raiders roster, Derek Carr. He's not going anywhere. Um, he's going to stay a Raider. 
at least for now. And uh, I think that the Raiders are done selling, uh, selling guys. Uh, and right now it's just a matter of coming up with a plan to utilize uh, those, those draft picks that they got and, and, and making sure that you hit on those picks. Because if you don't, then you pretty much traded guys away for nothing. And here's another thing. You know, Derek Carr is saying all the right things. I don't want to be the uh, – I don't want to have the first round – I don't want to have the first round draft pick. He's saying all the right things. But the question is, is that, listen, I don't put a pass – I don't put it past John Gruden to to put uh, Derek Carr up for grabs. I don't. I don't put it past him because the simple fact of the matter is, is he wouldn't have put Khalil Mack in the situation where he is. He's the best offensive player in the game, and he just let him walk. Um, now, we can sit here and talk all day long. I mean, these, these two guys, they lose it on each other on the sideline during the game. Um, so you take a look at that whole situation. Um they, they, it looked like they had to hold John Gruden back um, to calm him down after he got into uh, Derek uh, Derek Carr's face. Um, so you know, I don't know. That's you know, you can downplay that all day long, but you don't see that on football teams that win football games on a regular basis or at, when everything is happy, uh, hunky dory. But I don't know if it's a good thing or a bad thing. Uh, they'll go ahead, they'll downplay that whole thing on that uh, sideline uh, dispute that they had. But, you know, I, I think Derek Carr could be a guy that could move on, it just depending on what kind of ego that uh, John Gruden's going to take in moving forward. Um, you know, if they could, you know, if they weren't winning games with Khalil Mack, well, then they really weren't winning games with, with uh, Derek Carr either. But then again, you know, it is the quarterback position. Yeah, you know, I mean, that that's that's definitely true, Sonny. I, I think, you know, it's, in certain situations it shows that, you know, a quarterback can't do it by himself. You know, you, just because it works, it works for Tom Brady where he doesn't have a marquee receiver, uh, doesn't mean it's going to work for everyone. You know, yeah. most guys, they need that supporting cast. They need guys that can – a prime example, your favorite quarterback to talk about, Eli Manning. Um, he didn't have he, he. I mean, he has one now, but when he won those two Super Bowls, you you, know, you go back and you look at the wide receiving core that they had. They didn't have a you know a, a, a marquee name, but they made marquee plays, and, and yeah. that's what saved my. And that's why he has two rings on his finger. It's not because you know he had you know he had. Big time name. Practical Burris at the time was was a, was a good receiver. Is he a Hall of Famer though? Absolutely. Not. Of course not. Okay, but he was a solid guy. You know, he caught that caught that touchdown at the end and whatnot. But if you remember what led up to that touchdown, it was it was the, uh, the you know the, the helmet catch, right? Who, yeah. Where's David Tyree? Is he a top elite receiver in the game? No, he's not. But point is those guys made enough plays to where they were able to uh you know uh, get that victory and get the super bowl ring and all that stuff second time coming yeah. around you know victor cruz was 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 a, a top receiver at the time he was good um but mario manningham with the, with the ballerina tippy toe catch 
that's what saves yep. him. So, yep. you know, for Tom Brady, look, he, he he's a guy that he makes everybody better. Derek Carr, unfortunately, he's not that type of guy. So he needed, he needed another Amari Cooper. They need to draft a guy like that that can go up and make plays and, and, and you know, be, be, be actually be a better than Amari Cooper. And, and that's probably what the plan is. They just have to make sure they get the right guy. I agree. Yeah, so uh, Baltimore shouldn't really have too much of a problem with Oakland um, unless something completely wakes up in Oakland and they realize they're playing the you know, football game. Um, so <laughs> so I, I don't have a lot of confidence in it. So, uh, But that's where we are. What we're going to do, we're going to take our first uh, break here on the Couch Potato Sports Show. When we come back, there are some games to take a look at it. San Francisco 49ers, uh, they are going to be in Tampa Bay, Seattle, Carolina, Arizona, L.A., Miami, and Indianapolis. We'll talk about those games when we come back here. We'll take that quick break here on the Couch Potato Sports Show. We'll be back here uh, in about five minutes. We'll take a look at the other side. If that button will work, there it goes. This is Sonny Clark Radio, voice of your rally at Eagles, letting you know about Baggies Web Solution. Do you need a website but not sure where to start? Baggies will listen to your needs, find out what's important to you, and provide a game plan to help you and your business succeed. So call Baggies Web Solution at 214-431-4291 or find them on the web at baggies47.com. Baggies Web Solution. Simple. Local. Perfect. This is Sunny Clark Radio Voice of your rally at Eagles letting you know about Baggy's Web Solution. Why should you choose Baggy's Web Solution? We believe in giving our client the ultimate in flexibility. We only use the industry standard software, providing you with almost limitless options when configuring your website and email. Want to use WordPress? No problem. Want to use Google Apps for email? No problem. So call Baggies Web Solution at 214-431-4291 or find them on the web at baggies47.com. Baggies Web Solution. Simple. Local. Perfect. This is Sunday Clark Radio Voice of your Rowlett Eagles letting you know about Karen McKinney of Budget Blinds of Rowlett. Find a little inspiration by browsing our product, whether it be the latest trends, child safety, or smart home technology, and more. Contact Karen McKinney at 972-722-9300 or visit her on the web at budgetblinds.com forward slash Rowlett. You can also learn who they are, as well as their approach and products, and you can also schedule a free home consultation. Again, contact Karen at 972-722-9300 or log online, budgetblinds.com forward slash Rowlett. Newly constructed, this lovely colonial couple features charming design and an asymmetrical roof. Household comes pre-furnished with one full cat and two sets of matching parents. Bright accents and pleasant decor. Perfect for the right agent with the right listing. Remax agents are more recommended because they recommend what's right for you. That's the sign of a Remax agent. Make sure you contact Lucy Massey for all your home buying or selling needs for homes in Dallas, Mesquite, Rockwall, Garland, Richardson, Forney, or Rowlett. Give her a call at 469-556-6364. That's 469 469- Five five six sixty three sixty four. Built in 2004, this Midwestern family boasts strong foundations with sunny interiors. 
plus two twin-sized girls, one fixer-upper son, and one built-in bloodhound. Also comes attached with walk-in in-laws, located just around the corner. Perfect for the right agent with the right listing. Remax agents are more recommended because they recommend what's right for you. That's the sign of a Remax agent. Make sure you contact Lucy Massey for all your home buying or selling needs. For homes in Dallas, Mesquite, Rockwall, Garland, Richardson, Forney, or Rowlett, give her a call at 469-556-6364. That's 469-556-6364. This is Sunny Clark Radio Voice of your Rowlett Eagles asking, are you dealing with unpleasant smells or odors in your home? Is there a foul odor that you just can't find? Your best bet is to contact my friend Michael Smith of Lone Star State Mitigation. Mike is an expert when dealing with pet odors, urine, smoke, or unpleasant smells that you just can't pinpoint. He's also an expert in dealing with issues after a pipe bursts in your home or an emergency that causes damage. You need to contact Mike at Lone Star State Mitigation. Give him a call at 469-360-2997. Lone Star State Mitigation, restoring the calm after the storm. This is Sunny Clark, radio voice of your Rowlett Eagles, letting you know about Perfection Body Sculpting. Are you tired of seeing those love handles? Or do you just want to change your own image of yourself for a new you? Make sure you check into Perfection Body Sculpting, located in the heart of Rowlett. A $69 initial consolation fee includes a 30-minute session of Laser Lipo. So start the New Year's off with a new amazing special from Perfection Body Sculpting. And remember, your goals are our highest priority. Contact Tammy at 214-735-8519 or visit them on the web at www.perfectionsbodysculpt.com. And welcome back into the Couch Potato Sports Show. It is me, Sonny Clark, the hardest working man in sports radio on a Sunday morning. It's that being said, as we take a look at all the games that are going on here on a Sunday morning. Let's see if we got Brian. Let's see here. All right. Cuervo's going in to get the high and tight. Um, and so we will cover the games until he gets here. And we'll bring him back up on the uh, other side when he's done high and tight means he's getting that wonderful haircut that he gets each and every week on a Sunday. But we are here on the Sunday morning tradition that continues Don't for my locals out there. December 4th, it starts up as your Rowlett Eagles will be on the road taking on the Rockwall Yellow Jackets. No, 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 it's not football. It's high school basketball. We bring you the coverage of the basketball team and Jason Bush. I got a fantastic interview uh, with Jason Bush that I will be putting out here fairly quickly here as we go on. We'll also play it a little bit in the pregame show of that game against Rockwall. Some new play- players, some new faces. Uh, real interesting thing for them. So look out for that for my locals. Now, the pregame show will be an hour before game tip time. Now, also, remember when it comes to high school basketball, there are three games that happen before the varsity game, the freshman, the JV, and the girls' varsity basketball game. So 
four games, you know, so it's a total of four games. So three games happening before then. So it may go late. We may restart the uh, pregame show uh, in order to accommodate for those uh, for those times. So be aware of that. I'll let everybody know about that as we move forward. And of course, our Sunday morning tradition, uh, the Couch Potato Sports Show, happens every Sunday. We'll be looking at all the games uh, each and every week. So uh, as it looks right now, um, Chicago and Dallas. Uh, or, I'm sorry, Chicago and Detroit. Uh, Detroit, I picked that's my loser of the week. I got the other two, that being Dallas and New Orleans. Uh, Cleveland, I'm on. Cleveland over Cincinnati. No A.J. Green. I'm very, very uh, questionable about a Cincinnati team without an A.J. Green. Jacksonville Jaguars take on Buffalo. They'll have Josh Allen at the quarterback position uh, for them. New England takes on the Jets. The Jets are not a good football team, uh, so they're in a lot of trouble. Uh, Even though New England is on the road, they are off the bye. This is a football team that doesn't lose off the bye. The Giants are in Philadelphia. Right now, I don't know if the Giants can fight out of a paper bag. Philadelphia, they need to turn it around if they're going to get a wild card uh, within uh, the NFC side, so they better start moving. Oakland and Baltimore. Baltimore really needs this game as if Cincinnati does pull off the victory against Cleveland, um, they got to keep up pace with them. Now, if Cleveland does win that game, that does help Baltimore uh, within that situation uh, where they're moving on and where they may be when it comes uh, wild card time. We'll get uh, uh, Tarvin's picks a little bit later. We'll bring back in uh, Cuervo when he's all set and ready to go. So we're going to go ahead and move on to the next game that is happening here on the Couch Potato Sports Show. Again, we do it each and every week. Make sure you join us. It's at 9 o'clock in the morning. We take it up to kickoff time. So as we are all set and ready to go, let's do this. Let's hit the button. We are set and ready to go. San Francisco 49ers, they lost last week. Tampa Bay Buccaneers, they've won four in a row. This is a good, god-awful football team, and I'm talking about Tampa Bay. I, I think there's potential still right now in San Francisco um, with that situation. They just need to get their boy back, and, of course, that's their quarterback, Jimmy Garoppolo. They need to be able to work it a little bit in order to get him back into the game, but it's a revolving quarterback door. Um, Jameis Winston will be back under center in this game, starting the game um, as they host the San Francisco 49ers. Uh, Interestingly enough, this is a football team, I think, at home that plays halfway decent, and whether or not they can get over the hump to get the victory is always going to be the question when you're talking to Tampa Bay Buccaneers and also the worst coach in football. Yeah, I said it. Dirk Cotter, one of the worst coaches in football, hanging on by the skin of his, you know, the hair of his chinny-chin-chin, whether or not he'll stay there. That having been said, Ryan Fitzpatrick, um, you know, and the Winston saga that has happened, um, Winston was benched after a four-interception game against Cincinnati, uh, which they went ahead and brought in Ryan Fitzpatrick. And then uh, Fitzpatrick stumbled last week as they got beat by the Giants 38, uh, or they beat the uh, Giants 38 to 35. So, but Winston passed for 760 yards this season, four touchdowns and four interceptions in his first starts, um, and a 34-29 loss at Atlanta, and a 26-23 home win over Cleveland. He told the reporters that um, he is uh, 
putting along like an old clunker. I, I just don't like hearing words like that coming from a guy that is out there. Now, Fitzpatrick on the other side uh, doing what he needs to do in order to get victories. Um, he won his first two games of the season, got the nickname Ryan Fitzmagic, which is the worst nickname in NFL history, um, and then he started laying the eggs out there um, and it started in Chicago week number four. So uh, Winston served the three-game suspension uh, to start the season. Um, the no, number one uh, draft pick in 2015, you, you know, if you trust the guy, Dirk Cotter is supposed to be the quarterback uh, whisperer. It's not happening over there, but Fitzpatrick threw three interceptions and put the Tampa Bay in a 31-34 hole against the Giants, and Winston came off the bench and led the Buccaneers to a touchdown drive on uh, four straight possessions, uh, finished 12 of 1,699 yards, two touchdowns, and an interception. Um, so you look at all that, you know, this is a football team that is in disarray. They're always going to be in disarray. I, I just don't trust this football team. Now, on the other hand, you get San Francisco and Kyle Shanahan coming in. Kyle Shanahan is always optimistic, okay? But one of the big ones is Pierre Garçon could return on Sunday. That is good for them. He hasn't played since week number nine against the Raiders. And Matt Breda, who has been nicked up all season long, he says that he is healthy and um, he hasn't been in the game, uh, since, you know, several weeks after the bye. So, that having been said, there's a lot on the line for this football team game this week, not for anybody except for the fact that who might be on the football team next year when you're talking San Francisco and they get a healthy Jimmy Garoppolo. And that's going to be the big question for that football team. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers now a good football team. Without Jimmy Garoppolo, neither are the 49ers, but they at least seem to want to try to put forth a little effort in order to try to get victories. That's why I'm going San Francisco in this one as they move forward. That having been said, of course, that's the name of the show. We'll move on to the next game that is up and ready to go with it. Cuervo's picks and his ideas on the games when he comes back after the high and tight as we move on to the uh, next game that's up on board. The Seattle Seahawks, they're 5-5 five five. Uh, winners last week. Carolina, they've dropped two in a row. They're 6-4. and four. There's a football team that doesn't seem to be going in the right direction right now, and that is not good for Carolina. I think most people had Carolina last week as they were uh, out on the uh, football field. That didn't happen. So that having been said, when you see what's going on as far as this game is concerned, uh, as far as Seattle, Seattle, you know, I, you know, I don't know what to think of Russell Wilson. I like him. I think the guy, but whether or not he can carry a football team without having a good defense is going to always be the question, and that's the reason why they're sitting at 5-5 five and five right now. Second in the West, though, um, but they're not going to catch the Rams, so they, they're pretty much shot right now when it comes to a playoff spot. Carolina fighting for that playoff spot at 6-4. and four. They're second in the NFC, uh, NFC South. Two football teams that are playing in this game are behind a two football teams that are running away with the division. Of course, that's the Saints and the Rams. So there's no time right now for the Carolina Panthers and the Seattle Seahawks to dwell on missed opportunities 
right now they're trying to jockey for positions for the playoffs and as far as the wild card is concerned. So, you know, I don't know. You, you look at the game, you see what's going on as far as who is doing what. Carolina, let, let's just face it, they're, two, they're, they're a different football team at home. And when, when you have a home field advantage like they do, it, it's really huge. Seattle, you know, they're not a great football team out on the road. Never have been, never will be. Um, uh, you know, they had a couple of good runs with the defense that they had. But, I mean, when you look at what's going on, the Panthers are six and four. They're hosting a five and five football team. They should roll on this team in reality because the defense is just not there for C- uh, for Seattle anymore. So the game against the Lions, okay, another, you know, last week when you saw what happened in that game, late in the game, R- Riviera, uh, uh, Ron Rivera going for a two-point conversion that failed rather than uh, getting the one extra point that would have tied the game, that's the reason why they lost the football game, bad coaching. And not taking the game. I, and they, that game, they were on the road. If they do that at home, I get it. But that's on the road, you kick the field goal and you move forward. But when you look at the whole thing as a whole, you've got to figure out what the Panthers have done and what they have done. They have sputtered this time. You know, I kind of look at the uh, Panthers as a team that can go on a stretch and run, and they haven't been able to do so. So, you know, these coaches will talk about missed opportunities all day long. Both of these teams have been there, and they have done that. Um, so Cam Newton, passer rating exceeded 100 points in five uh, consecutive games. Uh, and that's a franchise record, by the way. The Panthers have also allowed um, the playbook and getting D.J. Moore and Curtis Samuel and uh, tight end all, you know, involved in these games. So, the, you know, those were injuries. Well, they're getting those guys back up off of those injuries. So, you know, is that part being addressed? I don't know. I All I know is I look at this game and I look at Seattle, and even though I love Russell Wilson, this guy can rip one off, and it might even happen here today. Uh, but the Seahawks lead the NFL with a rushing attack with 154 uh, points per game as far as I marked that 154 yards a game and the Panthers would like to be able to stop all that kind of stuff. So I don't know. We'll have to see what happens here, but you know, Rivia, they, they've got to be able to stop the run. And I don't, I, you know, they're at home. I just expect more from that football team. And, you know, whether it's, golf in your own division, whether you're playing some big-time quarterbacks, you get Cam Newton. Say whatever you want about Cam Newton. I'm not impressed. I don't think very many people are impressed except for Cam Newton fans and Carolina Panther fans. But at home, this guy has a, has a habit of showing up each and every week at home. So doing what you got to do there, it's going to be – Huge. Now, defensive turnover, uh, after giving up 24, 21 first-half points, the Seattle Seahawks climbed out of that. Um, you know, they were down by 11 at halftime and uh, went back, got a win over the temp, uh, for the, uh, uh, I think it was the Green Bay Packers. Yeah, 27-24. So, 
you know, you, it's just a different type of quarterback that's going to be coming your way. You look at Seattle and you go, hey, that's a good, a good victory against the Green Bay Packers. But Cam Newton is just a different dimension type quarterback. Plus, no one in their right mind picked the Seattle Seahawks to beat the Green Bay Packers in Green Bay. So you look at a lot of things in this one. Um, Pete Carroll, has he got this team ready to go? Uh, you know, getting back in it, playing in that. I don't see the Seattle Seahawks making the playoffs this year. There's too many other teams in the NFC that are good, that also being Carolina. Carolina needs to really host a home playoff game, and I don't think it's going to happen. So, Newton, uh, 68% of his passes. By the way, just to let you know, that's career high for him, and that's because of his offensive coordinator. Do whatever you say. Touchdowns only been picked off six times. 20 touchdowns to six. I'm telling you right now, that, that that is not Cam Newton. Those are not Cam Newton numbers. So, obviously, what they're doing on the offensive side is uh, is really huge. But one of my things, when I look at him, sometimes he makes that bad decision and he costs his football team. But they're also at home again. So, I'm, I'm hanging on the fact that they are at home. I'm hanging up on the fact that they should be able to get the victory at home against the Seattle Seahawks team that is just not a good football team. And they got and they have got to get better um, if they're going to move forward. So that's why I am on the Carolina Panthers. And the next game that is up on board here on the Couch Potato Sports Show is we cover them all here each and every week. And this one's a bad one. A, a pretty pathetic one if you think about it. Because the Arizona Cardinals, they lost last week. Um, and, you know, frankly, you if you're the Arizona Cardinals, if you know how to be embarrassed, you better start being embarrassed because last week was an embarrassment uh, at any time. Thank you very much. So what are they going to do moving forward? The Arizona Cardinals, they are 2-8. and eight. Let me repeat that. The Cardinals are 2-8. and eight. Chargers are 7-3. They are playing good, good football. So – what the the Arizona Cardinals do, they have got to be a different football team than they normally are. And I just don't think that the Arizona Cardinals are capable of doing. They've lost their last two games. Um, the Chargers won last week. Um, and, you know, Phillip Rivers does what he does. Six-game winning streak ended last week um, when they um, missed opportunities out on the football field. But, so football team that did go on a six-game winning streak. They're capable of doing that. They got a quarterback. Listen, if, the, if, the, if Drew Brees and Jared Goff weren't playing so well, we would be talking about Phillip Rivers quite possibly being an MVP candidate. He's not going to be able to get it. But a one-point loss to the Denver Broncos on Sunday, that stung. And not only that, it was a division loss. So – this is a football team that wants to get back off the schneid and get the, and and what better team to get is the Arizona Cardinals. The Chargers right now, they were on a roll. They had the momentum and now they get the struggling Arizona Cardinals. After a loss, what a great game to get after you you laid an egg in uh Denver. So, Cardinals who are two and eight, they've lost four of their past five games. Um 
you know, say whatever you want about it. They, the, the, every game is you try to trip up the teams that are going for a playoff spot, and that's exactly what's happening over there because Kansas City is doing what they're doing, leading that division. The Chargers have got to be able to continue to win football games to position themselves um, to where they can uh, quite possibly host a home playoff game over there. So they need that. But when you get it, when you get it, when you lose a game like they lost last week, you know, you've got to figure out how to come back from that. So Kansas City right now leading that division at nine and two, one and a half game uh, lead over the Chargers. I just don't see Kansas City sliding back right now. Um, so uh, that having been said, the Chargers now can pull in within one game with a win here. So that whole situation, the Chargers also have uh, Joey Bosa available, um, you know, in practice this week. He returned for the first time on Sunday as he rebounded from that foot injury, played 31 of 55 snaps on the defensive side of the ball. So it's good to have that guy back for the Chargers and slowly bring him back in. Well, 55 snaps, that's not slowly of anything, uh, but he only played 31 of them. So they're definitely trying to get him back in there and not going too quickly. Uh, Luke is out indefinitely for more uh, a knee injury that he uh, suffered against the Broncos. So that's huge. So see, Wilkes, um, I think there's an opportunity for him to lose their job uh, or lose his job. Fans right now are all, all up in arms over that, that guy as he's the first-year head coach. I don't think that's going to happen in reality. Uh, but, you know, really, you think about Arizona Cardinal fans, of course, this, this goes back to the early 2000s, late 90s, when they, came to the Arizona, when they came to Arizona in the first place, and they were a pathetic mess out on the football field. That's what it reminds me of. And the bad thing about that is Larry Fitzgerald stuck in the middle of that. So they have got to be able to figure out what they're going to do. And right now, uh, they, could, they, they could be back to 2006 when they had their last real bad season. That's what it's reminding me of. And the Arizona Cardinals have got to get out now. Josh Rosen, uh, the near of his first year as a pro quarterback, will it be good, bad, indifferent? It's always good for a rookie to have a bad first year, but at the same time, it's the Arizona Cardinals. Arizona Cardinals need that MV, they need that Hall of Fame type quarterback. And you just don't get that with Josh Rosen, even though everybody's talking about what this guy's all about. Josh Rosen doesn't impress me, never has impressed me. I didn't think Josh Rosen was the right guy for this football team in reality, and there's a couple of reasons why. When you looked at the Arizona Cardinals, I go back to the fact that it's simple. This is a guy that needed to be. Uh, a football team that needed that Hall of Fame type quarterback, just as I spoke of. And then I look at Josh Rosen on another thing, because this is a football team um, in reality that has done exactly grabbing him up what he does. You look at Josh Rosen, what he is about. Josh Rosen, the USC quarterback. So, Let me just hit this button here, just make because I think I'm I'm sure of what's going on. Yeah, USC quarterback. Last time they did that, you know, they grabbed the number twenty pick, 
Arizona Cardinal quarterback out of USC. Turned out to be nothing. And the Arizona Cardinals, you know, they didn't learn from that. I mean, the last one that they had was, you know, their quarterback. And, And I'm talking about Carson Palmer was a USC quarterback. So, you know, they didn't fall for it, but it, traditionally the Arizona Cardinals, in reality, are a football team that needs to have a guy who knows how to lead a football team instead of you getting a Josh Rosen to do what, you know, hopefully be able to bring the Arizona Cardinals back to what they're doing. So Sam Bradford's gone. That wasn't the guy. He wasn't even close to a, a Hall of Fame-type quarterback. Josh Rosen right now, he's got to stop with the turnovers because he is a turnover machine. Steve Wilkes right now has been, you know, harping on this uh, the whole time being and blaming it all on the turnovers. Well, at the same time, you got to coach the guy up. And when, when I looked at this game, as far as the Cardinals, they're, plus they're on the road. Arizona will have a chance really in reality to beat the Chargers today. So I'm all over the Chargers. Um, they might win big. It might get and it might get even reality uglier than what it is. So that having been said, of course that's the name of the show. We move on to the next game. But let me go ahead and since we got him back from the high and tight, Cuervo, uh, we talked a, a little bit about the Arizona Cardinals and the Chargers. I, I mean, I'm sure you're up on the Chargers, but the Arizona Cardinals, they've got to figure out what they're going to do at the quarterback position. They are stuck with Josh Rosen here for the next couple of years to figure out if he's going to be the guy. But the turnover machine that this guy is, they'll have a chance against the uh, San Diego Chargers. Well, mark that. Los Angeles Chargers. Yeah, you know what, Sonny? I'm actually going to pull the trigger. I'm actually going to oh pull the God. trigger. Oh, my God. Take... Ah, see? You didn't let me finish. Yeah. yeah I'm going to pull the trigger. <laughs> no, hey, come on. Really? As good of a Chargers team is, you think I'm going to take the Arizona Cardinals? I mean, they Even let the Raiders beat them. Sonny, they let the Raiders beat them. Now, see, now that's that makes two teams that I will never pick again, and it's the Cardinals and the Oakland Raiders. So I'm all over the Los Angeles Chargers. You know, it's it, I, it's going to take some time, Sonny, before you get used to calling them the L.A. Chargers. So yeah, I get I'm never gonna. I don't think I'm ever gonna be able to do it. That, that that one might be too hard. Now let's back up to the game uh, that we talked about before you came back up on the air here, Cuervo. The Seattle Seahawks. They are on the road. They're taking on the Carolina Panthers, who are a good home football team. They're just a different football team in reality when you think about it on the road. But they are. They do get them at home. Seattle traveling over to Carolina, going coast to coast. Uh, not always good. But you know, Seattle has really. They're one of those football teams that really, I don't want to say that they're immune to the coast-to-coast because they've been able to win games going coast-to-coast, but that was when they had a defense of what they are. So football team that's obviously missing the defensive side of the ball, and what's happened is is that even though I love me, you know, their their quarterback, I, I love what's going on with him. Uh, he's not able to carry the carry the um, carry the weight for the Seattle Seahawks going in there. So when you're looking at this game, as far as Seattle in Carolina, you got 
Yeah, Cam Newton, who does what he does, um, and he's at home. And Russell Wilson is the guy that's got to get off on this night on the road. Uh, this would be a big loss for Carolina if they take the loss here this week. Yeah, that would definitely that would definitely be a huge blow for Carolina if they lose if they lose again. Uh, you know, they had no business losing last week, but they did. And uh, yeah, why are they going for a two point conversion instead of kicking the extra point? I, you know. And he, you know, man, he, I'm all, I was close to calling for his neck on that. That was a bad move. You know, and, and I wish I wish we had Brian with us, but you know that that's he's you know Ron Rivera lives up to his his nickname of River, Riverboat Ron. I mean, he's just a guy that just he likes to take those type of gambles, and sometimes you know sometimes you win, sometimes you lose. That's why they call it gambling. Um, yeah, but Cuervo, that's yeah, on that the was, road. If he did that at home, I think I'm all over it. And, and frankly, I think I would call for it because they're a different football team on the road than they are at home. And Detroit inks up that one-point victory against them, and he did that on the road. And that's what bothers me, the, the, the bad timing of that play call. No, of course. I mean, but here's the thing, you know, let's be honest. Had they converted the two-point conversion – We'd be having a different discussion. Well, Ron, Re- well, of course. That Ron Rivera, he'd be a genius. He is a hell of a coach. And, and <laughs> excuse me, I'm fighting a cold, so forgive me. Um, yeah. <clears throat> they, they. I mean, we, we, like I said, we'd have a different discussion right now, talking about how great he is of a coach. And man, that's the kind of coach you want. You want a guy that's going to take risk. But that's not what we're talking about here. We're talking about a guy. That took a risk, and it he fell on his face, and now he's just looking like a dummy. So yeah, should have um, tied the game up. Oh God! Look, if the Panthers were in first place, you know they were, you know seven and two or something like that, um, and you can afford to to lose that game, which I don't think you can afford to lose any game in the NFL. But if that's their thought process, right? Um, right. Then I, then I'm all about it. The Panthers were six and three when, um, you know, when that happened. Uh, they they go for the two, they lose the game. Now they're six and four. So to me, that's a big blow. And I mean, look, they're not going to win the division. That's not that's not what it's about. It's about the wild card spot. You know, now that you're six and four as opposed to seven and three, possibly. Yes, yeah, sir. It was a lot different, and. You know, now, you know, you, you come back home against a Seattle team that is actually playing pretty well. They're actually playing well. Uh, and and if, you're, if you're a Panthers fan like Tarvin is, you, you have to be a little bit concerned as far as where Carolina's head is at. You know, I mean, what are they thinking about right now? Um, and I have a question for you, Sonny. Should I start Cam Newton today in my fantasy lineup? It's either um, him or Andy Dalton the- against the Browns. I think I started Andy Dalton um, just more just more in the fact that Seattle sometimes can come up defensively, um, but you know, gosh, that, that's a yeah, that's a that's a nice. You know what? No, I probably go Cam Newton, and the main and the main reason is that as he's at home, so I probably would go Cam Newton in that in that instance. Although my fantasy so you're saying football, I need to switch um, all right, I'll consider it. I will definitely yeah, consider so, it. 
something to think about. I think Cam Newton at home, I think he's going to get four touchdowns at home. So whether or not he'll turn the ball over, you know, by throwing an interception, because he's always capable of doing that as well. So, uh, but Carolina and Seattle, are you on Carolina in this one? Where are you heading on that one? Yeah, no, I'm going to take the Panthers. Uh, they're just a better team. Um, I think, you know, you're going to see that Carolina come home. out. Yeah, they're they're at home. They're going to play aggressive. You know, they're mad that the the game turned out the way it did last week, and you're going to see a a, a Panthers team that's just they're going to jump all over Seattle. They're going to jump all over them. So yeah, um, and and they're, they they're going to get in Russell Wilson's face. I think he's going to have a rough day today. That defense can get to quarterbacks as well. So. Um, in reality, I, 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 actually, if I'm a betting man, I really like this game. So, of course, I don't know what the number is. But now, when you take a look at the other game that we talked about while you were getting the high and tight, San Francisco at Tampa Bay, Tampa Bay uh, playing, um, playing, um, you know, a little bit of quarterback, uh, quarterback, uh, you know, juggling act going on there. So that that huge situation is there. San Francisco. They're playing better. This is just a football team that is in desperate need of their quarterback. Uh, so what are you looking at this one as far as San Francisco on the road to take on the Tampa Bay Buccaneers at home? You know, Sonny, I've actually been waiting to talk about this one, and, and I'll get to why here in a minute. Um, okay. As far as the game itself, I think I think that the 49ers probably will be able to take care of business. Um, I don't see Tampa Bay having a repeat performance of putting up 35 points um, because I think San Francisco's defense is better than that. So I don't, I don't see that happening. And I, and I think I like the way that this Mullins kid is playing for them, which, which has definitely been the talk of the last couple of weeks. Pretty impressive. If you ask me, um, you know, as far as his performance is concerned, so I like the Niners. I think they're in this game. But here's what I wanted to get to, honey. So obviously, you know, the news of uh, Reuben Foster being cut by the San Francisco 49ers. Yep. This is me being, excuse me, I had to walk up three flights of stairs just now, but so I'm going to catch my breath real fast. You know, here's my thing. I want to go back a couple of years. Actually, Back in April of 2017, I think you know where I'm going with this one. I think I know exactly where you're going. <laughs> and and this, this is just a homer in me, so give me a second. Sonny, I just want to, you know, I, I have to let my feeling and opinion out there real quick. So it's draft night, 2017, right? San Francisco's picking third. All of a sudden, oh, trade's being made. Well, now the Bears are second. Whoa, what's going on here? Yep. Look, let's let's reflect on that trade now. What what's been the outcome so far uh, of that of that trade? You got the 49ers who took Solomon Thomas, right? They grab they 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 turn around and then later on get Reuben Foster in that in that uh, first round and <clears throat> a couple other. Draft picks. Here's my point. Solomon Thomas. What's 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 your take on him? Average defensive tackle, right? He's, he's, not, he's nothing yeah. special. Yeah, he's, he's okay. Yeah, nothing to write home to mama about. 
Yeah, definitely not send it right home to Mama about Ruben Foster. On the other hand, look, I'm gonna tell you something. Uh, a guy like Josh Gordon should be looking at that and saying, "Damn, am I lucky? I'm still in this league right now." From all the crap that he, you know, I don't want to say that he went through, that he did to himself, the 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 self inflicted gunshot wounds that he gave himself. Yep. To still be in the league. And not only be in the league, Sonny, he's played for the New England Patriots. Yeah. How many guys get that opportunity? For as much trouble as he's been in, and now he's playing with Tom freaking Brady. Yeah. Well, I tell you, Josh Gordon every morning should be waking up just blessing God that he's still making money. He's still in the NFL. He's still, you know, Someone that that can make a living. A guy like Reuben Foster, I don't know where he's going in life, but he's got some anger issues. He's got some problems. Evidently, um, yeah. And folks that don't know, he was uh, arrested for a um, misdemeanor domestic uh, violence charge. Um, so the Forty Niners, they are a no tolerance thing, and I think most teams in the NFL are now. But I will tell you, Cuervo. You know, even though it's kind of a no tolerance, it just depends on what kind of player you are. I mean, Reuben Foster is a guy that's been battling injuries as well. So you get the combination of a guy who can't be out on the football field, then you add up on the fact that you're going to go ahead and get a domestic violence charge. That's going to hurt you. But also the 49ers, though, they get, uh, looks like Pierre Garçon, even though he's, you know, um, in the situation, he, he has an opportunity of playing as well. So, actually, uh, here's the report. Uh, Peter Garcon is out, but it looks like he may be back next week. Yeah, and that, that's going to be that's going to be a huge uh, uh, addition for them next week. I, you know, they kind of need him this week though too. <laughs> I mean, you know, yes, yeah, sir. <clears throat> they, they could definitely. Oh, let's see. Oh, good one is out the too, Tampa so. Bay Buccaneers, they're a turnover machine. Well, yeah, well, especially with Jameis Winston at quarterback, they definitely are. So um, that 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 can be advantage, you know, 49ers, but they have to capitalize on it. You know, we can sit yeah. here and talk about how much of an advantage it is. They have to make sure to capitalize. So that's that's the thing. We We can talk all day like, yeah, yeah, you can do this and that, but you have to actually execute. So, yeah, big, yeah, big difference. A big, big time difference. So, um, when you're looking at that one, who are you gonna? You, I'm, I have a feeling you're gonna go ahead and hit with uh, with the uh, San Francisco 49ers. Yeah, yeah, I'm definitely going 49ers. I thought I had I, I had mentioned I thought I mentioned it, but maybe I didn't. Uh, but yeah, I'm going Niners. Uh, that's that's definitely. My choice. Uh, I just even 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 with the suspension, all that going on, sometimes you know you get rid of a guy like that, and, and it makes things better. Absolutely, and that that's something to look forward to, um, uh, whether or not they will go. Ah, interesting. I just saw this, and I I, I didn't see it. And it may be late. I don't know when it happened. Ah, it happened yesterday. Mike Ditka. When you're Mike Ditka's age, mild, you know, <laughs> mild is nature. I don't care what it is because, oh, Mike Ditka, you know, a little bit older. 
Uh, I'm not sure if you heard about the story, but uh, oh, Mike Ditka with a little bit of a uh, little bit of a heart attack problem. Yeah, I, I did. Um, obviously, being the Bears fan that I am, I always get those types of uh, news right away. Uh, but uh, yeah, it sounds like he's he's okay. Um, I think he was supposed to be released from the hospital either it was yesterday or today. He'll be released yeah, from the hospital. So, um, yeah, it sounds like good old coach is doing doing all right. Um, but you know, it's it's obviously concerning uh, to to the Bears nation that uh, you know old coach Ditka is, is you know his health is is where it's at right now. So I, obviously so- we'll be monitoring that. Definitely. Also, uh, the loss of uh, billionaire uh, Robert McNair, owner of the Houston Texans, he passed away. Um, so uh, he was at 81 years old. Uh, big time. He, he, it was a leukemia situation, so it flared back up and unfortunately uh, didn't win the battle on that one as well. So um, just uh, really quick, by the way, just to let you know, Marcus Mariota did practice. He's likely to start for the uh, the uh, Titans against the Texans. So um, we're going to get to that game here in just a moment as we are looking at all of them here on it. But the game I want, the the game I think is going to steal the week here, Cuervo and. You know, sometimes, and you know, good, bad, or indifferent, you'll you'll take a look at a football game and ask yourself, why are we watching a football game that's a five and five Miami Dolphins against the Indianapolis Colts? And I'm going to tell you the reason why. Even though Miami lost week to the Indianapolis Colts right now, four game winning streak. They're five and five. They are they are fighting the battle. Now, I don't know what they're going to be able to do. If they keep on winning towards the, they could win this division, but they're definitely trying to position themselves into a playoff as far as a wild card is concerned. Right now, Ryan Tannehill is finally back in the lineup for the Miami Dolphins, good, bad, or indifferent. I don't think that that is a great thing at all. Um, when I heard that Ryan Tannehill was going to be back in the game and Andrew Luck playing the way he is, this one became very, very quickly a game where I went on Indianapolis. And I'll say the reason why is, is that if Ryan Tannehill was not going to start, I think that the Miami Dolphins have a chance to win in this football game. Right now, Ryan Tannehill right now says, he even says he's not 100%, uh, but he's going to go in there and he's going to give it a run for the money. And Andrew Luck right now, I'm going to tell you right now, there are three other football quarterbacks in this league that are, you know, got Drew Brees doing what he is doing. You you have on the other side, uh, Goff and, uh, you know, um, Patrick Mahomes. And, you know, if it wasn't for the fact these guys are going off, we could be very easily talking about Andrew Luck in a run for the MVP. The simple fact of the matter is his football team is 500, uh, winning the last uh, five games in a row. It's helped that um, 38-10 to 10 after that. I mean, they rubbed the Tennessee Titans' nose in it last week. Yeah, they definitely did, Sonny. And, and you know, <clears throat> for Miami, I mean – I don't. I don't know if it's a good thing that Tannehill's back, like you said. I guess we'll have to see because when they were running with Brock Osweiler, I, I, it sounds funny, but things things were going well. Things were going good for them, and 
Yep. You know, now not great, not, now not fantastic, a, not ideal, but <clears> at least enough to be considered, you know, considered, you know, in the running of trying to win a football game. I, it, it almost it, when you start a quarterback such as Ryan Tannehill, who is not 100%, admittedly, by the way, um, I don't think that does a lot for, you know, the morale of your football team. No, I mean, it, it doesn't, you know, and, and that's one of those tricky situations where it may not be the best guy on your team, but he's the best right now. He's the best right. that fits, that fits for your football team. Just like, I mean, situation in Tampa Bay. I mean, do we actually think that, you know, Ryan Fitzpatrick is more talented than Jameis Winston? Some might say yes, but the, the the majority of people would agree that he's probably not better. It's just Tannehill – or, I'm sorry, Fitzpatrick was playing better there. He, therefore, he was the better fit for Tampa Bay than the Jameis Winston was. So, um it's almost the same situation in, in, in Miami. It's going to be interesting to see how this game goes. Uh, I think I'm leaning uh, towards – no, I'm not I'm not even leaning. I'm definitely going to go Indianapolis. I mean, did you see the way they played last week? My God. Uh, yeah. Andrew Luck looks like the guy that we've been waiting to see once again. He's the guy that can make the throws that that they need him to make. Uh, I don't think the injury to the shoulder is any more is no longer a concern, in my opinion. Yeah. So I don't think so. Either. I think I think Andrew Luck is back to 100. percent He's playing with confidence. Um, you know, he's running around scrambling when he needs to. He he doesn't look scared one bit, and and, and that's that's a very good thing if you're a Colts fan. Absolutely, and I and I I I really thought Indianapolis if they could have it. If they could have Andrew Luck at 100%, I thought they would win this division, but I didn't think he would be 100%. That's why I picked the Houston Texans right now, who are on top of this division at 7-3, and three, who have been ripping off many games as well, um, as far as that's concerned. And, you know, it, it, over in the AFC South, I mean, you don't have Jacksonville fighting the battle, um, so that's big for him. But Indianapolis, you know, and Tennessee, Tennessee seems to be going the opposite way more so than Indianapolis where they are. I mean, so you look at looking at the wild card uh, Cuervo as far as the AFC, Miami at five and five, Baltimore, Cincinnati, Indianapolis, all five and five fighting for that last playoff spot because right now uh, the Chargers at seven and three are holding on to definitely one of them. So. One of those those five teams that are gonna be, you know make it, and the big question is who plays well in Indianapolis I, right now. If I had to pick right now, I would pick Indianapolis because of the momentum. Miami is not a good football team. Baltimore, you know, they're they're you know, obviously five hundred in Cincinnati, five hundred. They're not the same football teams that they used to be uh, in Riyadh. Tennessee is going in the opposite direction as well. So right now, I, I you know for that last playoff spot, I think Indianapolis right now has the advantage. Oh yeah, Sonny, most definitely. I mean, you know they've 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 got the best quarterback <laughs> in my opinion. Um, you know that 
the, the defense still has a lot of work to do. Let, let's let's be honest. But, Absolutely. I mean, aside from that, though, I mean, I, I honestly think that Indianapolis is best equipped to, you know, play against a lot of these playoff teams. I mean, it, 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 I mean, if you remember three years ago, um, this is the same team that was in the AFC championship game, you know, again, against this New England Patriots team, uh, against or against the New England Patriots. Uh, you know, not much has changed about the Indianapolis Colts. It's just they're healthy. That's the difference. You know, specifically yeah. Andrew Luck. That said, I mean, I, I think the Colts are a team that can really – I would say they. I don't see them losing more than two more games this whole for the rest of the year. Uh, I agree on their schedule. Uh, I think I think they're gonna quietly sneak up in that division uh, and 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 make a run for you know for their you know the money of uh, the rest of the division. You know Houston. I I I don't see Houston continuing to play at a level that they are. Um, I think they've caught some breaks along the way, but oh, they uh, did. I, I they think Indianapolis, Indianapolis is real. in two weeks. Yeah, they get them in two weeks at Houston. That's going to be a good test for both teams. You know, can Indianapolis Absolutely. take care of business? You know, can they beat a good team on the road? And for Houston, are they a fluke? That, that, that would be my question, and we'll find out when they play in two weeks. Well, exactly. Well, you look at it, Cuervo, I, I hate to be the the one that slaps you in the face with the obvious, but they've won seven games in a row, and they I think they've kind of done it quietly, and I'm talking about Houston. But as far as Indianapolis, mm-hmm. the rest of their season goes like this. They got Miami today, then they got Jacksonville, then Houston, two major, major division games for them uh, right there in week 13 and 14. Then they get the Dallas Cowboys, who seems to be hot. Then the Giants, they should be – and then the last game of the season, week 17, what does the NFL do so well? Put a division game right there, and they will be taking on uh, the Tennessee Titans in week 17, and that could be for a playoff spot. So it should be very interesting to see where they are as far as that football team is concerned. But you, you look at some of the other things on the other side within that division – Okay, and, and that's what, let, let's be honest, that's what it's about. I mean, if Indianapolis can win this division, they'll be they'll be big. But you look at Houston, where they're at, they get Tennessee, uh, Cleveland, then uh-huh. they take on Indianapolis in week 14, Jets, Philadelphia, if they're going to be, you know, any good at uh, week 16, we won't know, and then end at the end of the season with the Jacksonville Jaguars. So, you know, it, 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 these two teams – you know, they're going to have to be able to stand up and say, we're going to win some football games. I, I don't know. Right now, I, I look at Houston and the, the schedule. I think it favors Houston because of the teams that they're playing. If you look at Indianapolis, it's a little bit rougher for them. But at the same time, there's a football team that can drop a game at any given moment because even though they're on a seven-game winning streak, 
I don't trust them because they lost to the New York Giants in week number three. Yeah, I said it. <laughs> so when you lose to the Giants, regardless if you go on a seven-game tear, doesn't mean anything. But what I think was huge in reality was that big win against Washington um, after coming off the bye. Now, granted, they lost uh, Alex Smith, and they could have lost that game, but it doesn't matter. The tick is underneath the W side there, Cuervo. Yeah, I don't. I don't think it matters much either. I, I just, you know, look. The bottom line is, you know, the Colts are playing like the Colts that we know, and, and I think that's going to carry on into the rest of the season and possibly a playoff spot. And you know, for Tennessee, I think I think their concern is really, you know, it, it goes back to what you've been talking about and what we've been talking about on this show: the health of Marcus Mariota. Um, yeah, I, I don't think it. I don't think it benefits him or the organization one bit to try and hide anything that's going on with Mariota. Look, if he's hurt, he's hurt. Like that, that there's, I mean, I don't, I don't think Mike Rabel is going to lose his job after his first year if they don't make the playoffs. Uh, no. I, you know, it, after the first year, it's just all about improving. Um, you know, were you better or do you see any difference in, team last year compared to this year with the new coach and and so I really think that's they have to be smart about it and and not risk you know getting this guy seriously injured uh it's it's not going to benefit anybody and and that division gets even tighter with the game. And I'm just going to jump to Monday night games because we're talking about the AFC South. Tennessee Titans, they lose last week. Again, Houston has won seven games in a row um, as far as that is concerned. So the question in reality on Monday night football, even though we jumped ahead of the schedule, since we're in the South, we might as well keep it. But Texas right now, they're trying to, uh, they are trying to do what they got to do. Listen, if you don't make the playoffs, and you win seven games in a row, you you got to do something different. And, and you want to talk about Bill O'Brien saving his job. He's done saved his job in reality. Uh, but, you know, you look at this game. The, they beat the, the Titans, beat the Houston Texas 2017, but that was in week number two, um, which was their last loss of the season as well. So the seven-game uh, winning streak is on the line uh, going into Monday night. But right now, five and five, they're trying to close the gap in reality. Um, and I, I think this could be a game that could snap off and bite the Houston Texans. Now, I'm not, I'm, listen, I'm not for one second thinking that I think in reality that the Tennessee Titans are a better football team, but the Titans have a habit of winning football games they have no business doing. All you got to do is go back a couple of weeks when I, Sonny Clark, the hardest working man in sports radio beat the had Tennessee Titans beating the, the Patriots at home. The difference is they're not at home now. So it's a little bit different this this week when you take a look at what's going on in reality in this game on Monday night. Yeah, I mean, what a call by you, by the way, Sonny. I really got to give you a lot of credit because there's no way you were going to convince me to take the Tennessee Titans over the New England Patriots. Whatever you saw in that game, um, kudos to you, man, because <laughs> I, I didn't see it. I did not see that coming, but there was something that you saw, and, you know, it's well, 
I mean, it, it's history. That, for... It was actually really simple, Cuervo. It, it's the winning games at home that they have no business winning. They've done that, and they've had a history of doing that at home. So you know, they get the victory in you know against Houston. So you know that that was that was big for them. Uh, Jacksonville, a nine to six victory. Guess what? That was on the road. That was a huge one. But it was the one after that. The Philadelphia Eagles, they got the victory at home against Philadelphia when they weren't as bad. Um, and then they got the victory on the road at Dallas. They, they're just winning games they have no business winning. Um, they shouldn't have beat Dallas, and um, they, they shouldn't have beat the Philadelphia Eagles, and they shouldn't have beat the Jacksonville Jaguars earlier in the season. And you can even argue the point that they probably shouldn't have beat Houston um, in week number two. So, you know, this is a football game team that finds a way to do that, and that's the only reason why I picked them. I thought it was a stupid pick at the same time, but, man, at home, they're just they're, – I don't know what it is. They're just tough, but – Having been said, of course, that's the name of the show. Monday Night Football, this one is going to be a huge one, I mean, in reality. Because I think if the Texans win this, they're going to win the division. um, Because this is a division game that happens on Monday night. Yeah, it is. And it's huge huge for both both teams because, I mean, you, you look at Tennessee, I mean, they need to do something to save their season. And Houston? I mean, if they're going to win the division, they have to separate themselves uh, yep. because Indianapolis is coming night. for them. Yep. Yeah, because the Colts, are, the Colts are coming for them. I'm telling you right yep. now, Sonny, they're coming for them. And, and then if they, they don't... lose against Cleveland next week, it, at, you know, at home, could you imagine what kind of mess that's going to be? That, that That's going to be a huge disaster for Houston. If they lose against Cleveland, then they turn around and lose against Indianapolis. Indianapolis will win this division. So Houston has to win. I, and here's the thing. I'm not picking Houston uh, uh, in this game. Just more on the fact that even the Texans have been winning some games out on the road. They've obviously won them at home against teams they shouldn't. But, you know, the, Tex- the Tennessee Titans have got some good football victories on the road this year. And this is a football team, let's be honest, they're not healthy. Um, but what they got, I think they got a, a head coach that understands how to win football games, even though when they shouldn't. And that's obviously, it has to do with Vrabel. This is about coaching. And when you got good coaching, and not only that, look at this. This is the main game of the week. This is Monday Night Football. Can you, I think Tennessee. I, I I don't think Tennessee should win this game. Let me just. I'm just going to pick them because I think they're going to have a Mike Rabel Monday Night Football. A guy that's used to being in the limelight, you know, being with the Indianapolis or being with New England for as many years as he does. He knows how to win these kind of games, and that's another reason why I'm picking them. That's a good point. Um, that's a very good point. Um, sometimes it doesn't you know, equal that, but I think with a guy like a Vrabel, um, you know, you could see that he like, he play he knows how to play the situational football and absolutely. And that's why they've been able to win these type of games. Um, you know, so it's, I think I'm with you, Sonny. I think, I think you've convinced me to take the Titans and end that winning streak. Because yeah. that would be an upset, yeah. right? I mean, you know, I, I would think it would be an upset. And here's another uh, thing. Deshaun, is. Wat- 
and, and Deshaun Watson is capable of having a bad game, okay? Even though they've won seven in a row, okay, this guy is capable of throwing two picks, and, and, and that's another thing. Rabel has turned this defense around, and, you know, and again, I'm not saying they're a Super Bowl contending football team. Hell, I don't even know if they're going to make the playoffs. But in a big game like this, Mike Rabel knows how to coach this team up and get them ready to go. So, you know, Marcus Mariota, whether it's him or whether whoever it's going to be, I don't even care who's going to be at the quarterback position because this game is going to be about defense in order to get the victory. Either way, whether it's Houston's going to win, I don't think Deshaun Watson's going to light the, light the scoreboard up. I think this game is going to be all about defense. Yeah, well, I mean, they both have good defenses. You know, I mean, you got J.J. Watt on one team and you got the other one that's, you know, they they don't really have a, a, a main piece. They just have guys that can you know, play solid defense. Really, in reality, yep. was what it is. So, yeah, um, watch, out for, uh, watch out for the trick plays coming too, as well. Don't forget about those because uh, Houston knows yeah, how your to favorite. do that. Yeah, I, I, I yeah, and I, it drives me nuts. Uh, you know, now <laughs> yeah, a fake. Now, when I say trick play, I don't. I don't consider a fake punt a trick play per se. Um, I, I, that that one I don't think is a trick play. I think that's part of the game, and you have to be aware of that uh, more so than doing these crazy trick plays that you know I, I I hate. Well, you know how I feel about tra- trick plays. I, if you can't beat them straight up, then you got a problem. But I don't I don't look at fake punts as trick plays, even though everybody else seems to think so. <laughs> mhm. Well, but, no, I know your definition of a trick play, and and you know, uh, I mean, your your take on it is it shows weakness, and and I get it. It you does. Know? It's it does. Like, if if you can't run your offense, your regular offense, the way it's supposed to be, or or you know, win the football to the point where yeah, you where you need trick plays, uh, yeah. that that does show weakness. It's so desperate. I mean, I, I get it's, it. It's not. And it's desperate. <clears throat> yeah, well, I mean, look at look, I mean, look at how the Philadelphia Eagles won the Super Bowl last year. They they did it on a trick play right before the half and all that Pathet- stuff and, and whatnot. And <laughs> even in the Super Bowl, Sonny, come on, it's come pathetic. on, Get- and, and and that's even and Cuervo, that's even worse. It's the best. It, 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 it that's even worse. Showing your weakness that you can't beat a football team with that—it's even worse. And and, free, and and even as we're sitting here talking about, look where the Philadelphia Eagles are playing up straight up. They can't win football games, and they have to de- desperately go to a trick play. Oh, it, it is it, okay. You know, <laughs> you know. I I know I've I've been able to. Uh, yeah, I, I kind of lose it when it comes to trick plays and what they're all about. But, you know, I, I just I, – I hate them. I think they're bad. I, I actually think they're bad for the game. I, I Yeah, are they exciting? Um, yeah, they are. But really, in reality, can we talk? it shows weakness. It shows that you're a bunch of wusses and you can't, you can't do it straight up. You know, it's standing line to line to do it. It, it makes me sick. But, you know. <laughs> that's just me. Oh, that's sorry. just me. But, but uh, so you're gonna are you, so you're gonna ride the upset bandwagon on Monday Night Football and pick Tennessee. 
Uh, this game, the, you know, the game's in Houston, isn't it? Yes, it is in Houston. Houston's winner of seven in a row. Tennessee lost last week, should have won that game. Um, but th- that having been said, um, you know, it is a Monday night football game. So, it, it, you know, will Houston be able to match up against uh, Vrabel, who's used to doing it on Monday night football? Yeah, that's what it's all about, if he's capable of doing it. Yeah, you know, Sonny, as much as I want to roll with you on this one, it's just I, I don't know. I don't know if Tennessee has enough to uh, to get the job done. I mean, I, I I I know I get your point. They win games that they're not supposed to, and then they win. Then they lose games that they should be winning. So absolutely, that's what you had last yep. week. That's what you had last week. So um, for now, I, I'm going to go with Houston. Um, I might you can you reserve your right to change your pick until eight fifteen Eastern Standard Time. Something may <laughs> pop up and change your mind. So we'll we'll reserve the right to, for a change of pick uh, until Monday night. So, but it, it, it is going to be a good one, and I, I, it's something to watch out. So that'll take us into the next game here, Corvo. Um, actually, mark that. We need to take a break because we went over the top of the hour. So we'll take our final break of the game. When we'll come back, we'll talk about the uh, last few games and some of the news that are going on in the sporting world. So let's do that. Let's take a quick four-minute-and-a-half-minute break, and we'll be back here on the Couch Potato Sports Show. It is that being said. We'll be right back. At Wesson General Contracting Incorporated, we're your one-stop shop for all your general contracting needs. We are locally owned and with over 20 years of experience. So roofing, gutters, sidings, fence staining, painting, foundation problems, or roof damage are no problems at all. Give us a call at 214-200-5588. That's 214-200-5588. Wesson General Contractors, proud sponsor of the Rowlett Eagles radio broadcast. Let Buffalo Creek Doors and Floors help you restore your home to its like-new condition. Need a contractor? Let us be your first stop as well as your last. We specialize in everything that others don't, such as stained concrete floors, wood spot repairs on doors and floors, stainless steel spot repairs, anti-slip on floors, and more. Want to see what kind of work we do? Check out our Facebook page and you can see the craftsmanship you'll receive and expect from Buffalo Creek Doors and Floors. Give Rodney James a call at 214-536-2607. That's 214-536-2607. Or check him out on the web at www.buffalocreekdoorsandfloors.com. At the Jerry Bullet Training Center, we truly believe experience is the best teacher. With over 50 combined years of knowledge and experience in sports performance and athletic training, our coaches understand exactly what it takes to achieve your goals and excel at the next level. Contact Melvin Bullet at 214-326-7853 or visit their brand new facility just outside of Waterview at 8900 Princeton Road in Rowlett. Was it okay? 
This is Sonny Clark, radio voice of your Rowlett Eagles, letting you know about Chang Lee's Taekwondo in Rowlett. At Chang Lee's Taekwondo, we specialize in all types of Taekwondo, and you can also sign up for free instruction classes. That's Chang Lee's Taekwondo, modern training with traditional values. Check out our website for grand opening specials or one-month Taekwondo classes for $49. That's at Chang Lee's Taekwondo, located at 2212 Lakeview Parkway, Suite 100 in Rowlett, or give them a call at 963-506-4483, or check them out on the web at www.mychanglees.com. and take it for a ride, check out Costco Insurance, serving Texans since 1981. Bundle your home, auto, or business insurance to save a ton. Costco Insurance on the corner of Main Street and Rowlett Road where we make insurance funds. Or check us out on the web at costcoinsurance.com where we always have the coffee pot on. Yeah, but is it fresh? never make talking about insurance as exciting as the Kentucky Derby. However, we can make it interesting to see how much we can help you save money on your car insurance. Check out Costlow Insurance at Rowlett Road and Main Street in Rowlett or check them out on the web at costlowinsurance.com where we always have the coffee pot on. Yeah, but is it fresh? The prospect of retirement can be exciting and scary at the same time. At Nest Egg Wealth Advisors, we have found many people either approaching or currently in retirement failed to truly maximize some of the benefits offered to them, primarily Social Security. What is it? How does it work? It's simply not a benefit that you start receiving at age 62. Because these decisions are so important, my firm has assembled an informational packet on Social Security. If you would like a complimentary copy of Social Security Maximization, please give our office a call today at 972-412-6064 or visit us on the web at nestegadvice.com. And we are back from the Couch Potato Sports Show. It is that being said, the Sunday morning tradition moves into the 55th show of the season. Well, it's actually more than that. It got cut off, but we are in week number 11 of the NFL. It is year number nine. Folks, just to give you a heads up again, um, on next week, next week, it is December 4th. It is a Friday. It's either 4th or 6th, whatever that Friday is next week um, or in December, in two weeks. We're back up on the air covering Rowlett Eagles varsity basketball as the over-the-bridge uh, uh, rivalry kicks back in and is ready to rock and roll. Um, so the only game of the year with Rockwall, so make sure that you join us for that one on the Couch Potato Sports Show. It's going to be a good one again. Um, the uh, game kick uh, tips off at 7 o'clock. We are in the air at 6, so make sure you join us up for that one as we get back into uh, Rowlett Eagles Varsity Basketball. Again, that's a game that we don't promise. We don't promise games in December for basketball, but the over-the-bridge rivalry, we got to be ready for that one. That one's going to be huge and ready to rock and roll. Now, 
We got two games left that we're going to talk about. One of them I don't think is really much to talk about, but we'll talk about it anyway. And then, of course, we got a good one on Sunday night. And so let's get to the final game uh, during the uh, afternoon games that we're talking about here on the Couch with Tate, the sports show. Um, again, you know, not a lot really to talk about. It's just more in the fact that this game should be better. And, and that's one of my problems when I when I look at it as far as games and where they are as far as will they be good, will they be bad. Uh, this game, when it was set up, should have been a good one. It's the Pittsburgh Steelers as they are uh, riding a pretty good winning streak of their home going into this one. They've won six games in a row. The Denver Broncos win last week. Um, probably shouldn't have won, but they did. Uh, four and six la- uh, up on the season win last week. And Cuervo, the Pittsburgh Steelers, they're not doing it in major style here. They're just doing it and just, you know, playing well. Um, so when you look at it, they are 12-1-1 and in road games since the beginning of 2017, and they are 4-0-1 this year. So they're going to try to extend their six-game overall win streak in Denver against the Broncos. Um, so that having been said, this one, you know, if they had a real quarterback in Denver, we could be talking about quite possibly one of the best games of the week. Yeah, yeah, we could be, Sonny. You're absolutely right. I mean, it's always it's always a very entertaining game when these two play each other, whether it's, you know, in the postseason, regular season, any, any time of the year, it doesn't matter. Um, I've always remembered Steeler-Bronco games to be very entertaining, very good. So. Absolutely. I, and I think, you know, I think it may not have the magic that it has in years past, obviously with Peyton Manning not being the quarterback anymore. Uh, but I think it still can be a very good game, uh, especially if Denver's defense can come to play. Uh, I think I think this could be an entertaining one. You know, you mentioned yeah, Miami and Indianapolis being a se- sneaky good game. I think this one is definitely going to be. Uh, I don't know if you would say it's a sneaky good game, but I think this is going to be one of the better ones of the day. Yeah, and, you know, and it should be. Uh, you know, my only question in reality when you look at it, that the Broncos, they may not have a winning record, but they could be a tough matchup for the Steelers in this one. Um, you, you think about three of the Broncos' six losses have been by four points or fewer, so that's, you know, another thing to keep in your mind. Because when I was looking at the scores, I was like, wait a second. Then I started adding up a four-point square vote. You know, really, you know, they're in every game by almost a field goal, so look out for that. Um, All three of those came against division uh, leaders as well. That was Rams, Texans, and Chiefs winning those games, you know, losing those games by four. So you look look at those those records of those football teams, okay, Um, pretty impressive. And especially if you go ahead and add add them up from the Rams, Texans, and Chiefs, the overall record. So, I don't know. Is there four and six, you know, you know, is that really fair? Well, there's three other games that they probably should have won. This one scares me because when you look at what Pittsburgh's all about, Pittsburgh's on the road. So that's number one. I don't, you know, and, and normally I looked at the Broncos having that home field advantage, the high altitude, all that good stuff being up on there. But this year they've let kind of let that idea go out the way. That that home field advantage doesn't seem to be very much. But the Steelers, 
they've been getting some big-time show up uh, on the defensive side of the ball, Cuervo. During the winning streak, they've only allowed 21 points or few, few point, uh, 21 points or fewer in the last six games. So uh, six games. Mm-hmm. So that is huge when you think about it as well. So they're not necessarily doing it offensively, Cuervo. This is the, the defense is for real in Pittsburgh. Um, I think I think that uh, you know when they play well, they play really well. Um, but that's that's when they do play well, if that makes any sense at all whatsoever. Um, when, when Pittsburgh State, when the when the Steelers defense is good, they're good. When they're bad, they're bad. That's basically what I'm getting yeah. at. Good point. So um, good point. And and they I, and I think they need to be good today because um, in reality, I think that uh, the uh, you know the Broncos offense is is not as bad as people think that is. If that makes sense. Um, I think I think they're actually better than people uh, make them out to be. Or, you know, yeah, they're definitely adequate. I mean, they I know they've lost a lot of pieces. Uh, I mean, they had they had uh, you know, Akeem Talib is gone. Demarcus Ware retires. That was two years ago, but I mean, regardless, he retires on them. And it's a big uh, hole. Yeah, it really is. I mean, thankfully they still have Von Miller, who who is healthy, uh, which is yes. a good thing. So, um, you know that that's definitely a good thing. But you know, I this one as a possible. I looked at this one, Cuervo, as a possible shocker. I mean, because you know, one thing that that Denver does do, which is get to the quarterback, and the reason why they get to the quarterback is because they they put those those defensive men. Uh, out on the island, and they go after the quarterback. You know, you can call it a bend-don't-break defense, but the Broncos are 22nd in the NFL in yards allowed, but they're only 13 in points allowed. So you you look at that, Mm -hmm. they may be giving up a lot of yards. They're not giving them a lot all the points in the world. So if they get to Ben Roethlisberger, which, by the way, I don't think he's completely 100% healthy, uh, and Von Miller, he has 10 sacks in the last 10 games. So, you know, know, I'm thinking all about this, and I'm, I'm, you know, I don't, I don't trust the 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 Steelers today. I don't trust them mainly because I don't. Normally, I could trust Ben Roethlisberger. Right now, I'm not, I'm not trusting what he does, even though they have been able to do what they've done in this six game winning streak. But when you go into Denver, at, at that altitude has a big time effect. And I don't care what team it is, and they normally have been using it for an advantage. But right now with Ben Roethlisberger really not playing Ben Roethlisberger football, this one could be this one could be that 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 bump in the road that they don't get past. I'm sti- I'm actually I, I'm I'm when I sat down to start this show. I was actually leaning to take the Denver Broncos in this game. How do you feel now? Are you still with Denver, or or are you starting well, to lean more it, towards Pittsburgh again? 
I like well, I like the defense. Even though it's the bend don't break kind of thing, the defense has mm-hmm. showed that they played well against top offenses, only allowing 23 points against the Rams, who have been averaging 35 points a game. Cuervo, they snapped that thing going on. 27 and 30 uh, to the Chiefs. Okay, high power, high scoring game. Uh, you know, the more I'm looking at this, the more I'm liking the Broncos on the defensive side of the ball, and then obviously the home field advantage because of the uh, uh, of the thing here. But you, I, I'm I, I am actually leaning huge on it. But here's one of the things, and it bothers me. The Steelers, they go into this game with the fourth-best scoring offense in the league, okay? They're averaging 29 points. But then I go back to what they did to the Chiefs and what they did to the Rams um, defensively. So the Broncos, they're averaging 22 points a game, though. Um, You know, they're fighting for the playoffs as well. I think this is one of those things, one of these games that can sneak in them. Hey, and Case Keenum, he is not the best quarterback in the world, okay? But he's not the worst either. Um, so you look at it, this team right now, you, you know, I think this is the team to beat right now as far as surprises in the AFC. I don't think they're going to make the playoffs, but I think they're going to. I think they're going to put a put a little smackdown here today on the Pittsburgh Steelers. So, so that's the reason why I am on the Denver side of the football field because I love that defense. And guess what? Defense is what's being is what's going on. Um, and I don't think they have to be perfect in this game, and especially with Von Miller getting to the quarterback. That could that could spell trouble for for uh, Ben Roethlisberger. Maybe maybe have him throw an interception like he can do when he's under a lot of pressure. Yeah. No. Yeah. I mean, I think you're absolutely right. And you know what? You, what you have to look at too um, is look. Pittsburgh had to have a miracle just to beat the Jacksonville Jaguars last last Sunday. And this is true. What is that? you know, what does that say about where the Steelers are right now? It, it's, it's not, I mean, they, they didn't play the best last week. So that's definitely something to think about. Um, and, and I think that, you know, you look at where these teams are and, and how they're playing. It's, it's almost night and day where, where, you know, Denver is, you know, they're, they're, I think they're playing well. Uh, I think Pittsburgh is a team that just continues to struggle, and, and it's almost like we're just waiting for the wheels to fall off of the Steelers, and then when, just when you think they do, they yep. come out and they, they have a good game. So it's, it's and they've really been playing be- well on the road, Cuervo. They, they, they have been playing well on the road. So uh, That is true. Uh yeah, well, actually, they're undefeated on the road. So there you go. Um, that's how good they are on the road, like you mentioned. But yes, no. Here's the thing. I mean, I I just think that historically they haven't played well in Denver. They they don't play well there. Um, you know, you you think about the the, the heartbreaking losses in, in the in the playoffs that they've had there and stuff like that. It's just Denver's not the most uh, exciting place for for the Pittsburgh Steelers to travel up to. So. Um, right. I think that's why I'm going to go with Denver, just because historically they don't do well there. 
Wow, I'm, I'm shocked. I, I I thought I was going to be out on the I thought I was going to be out on the island on this one because I you know mm-hmm. I, it, parts of me parts of me says hey I saw this game huh Steelers but then once you start looking at the number and Von Miller what he's doing defensively and hey get this square vote he has ten sacks okay ten sacks on the season he has twenty three quarterback rushes uh, um, where the quarterback throws the ball too early twenty three. So he is definitely putting a hurt in the – well, he's giving to the quarterback, making them alter what they do. And that, that's another – that was just another thing. I was sure. just like, 23 quarterback rushes? Are you kidding me? That's a guy who's getting around it. And also, uh, he, he is one of – Vaughn Miller, he is one of the best rushing quarterbacks that can draw the foul for the, for the uh, holding calls. He's top three in the league for getting the flags for holding calls. So, th- th- obviously, there's not an answer for Von Miller either. So, it, it, it just all these numbers. See, I, sometimes I don't like looking at numbers because they can really distract you from what they're looking at. But I think Von Miller is going to be a big time, uh, big time uh, presence in this game. And again, I don't think the Denver Broncos are going to make the playoffs. I don't think they have the capability of getting past the Chargers again, even though they beat them by one point. Um, you know, I don't think they could do it again. So that's another thing. But I think they can put a hurting in the Pittsburgh Steelers on where they're going. I mean, the Steelers are going to win the uh, win the division. They'll end up in a uh, they're going to end up quite possibly in a wild card uh, first round game. Um, but they'll be at home. But this is the kind of game that you know if they don't come to play 100 percent, this one can slip, slip through their fingers. Oh, and I mean that goes for any any team on any on any game, Sonny. I mean you. You know, any game can slip through anybody's fingers. It's just all about preparation and and, and all that. So, uh, in reality, yeah. I think I think I think the problem is going to be that Pittsburgh kind of underestimates Denver today. Uh, I think that the way they came back and they beat Jacksonville, this is a team that is they left it all on the field. Well, and yeah, well, that too, and and also to the point where they're so confident in themselves that now they just feel like they'll be able to come back and beat anybody. Um, so I could see a situation where Pittsburgh could be down seven, maybe ten points going into the fourth quarter. They're saying to themselves, ah, no problem, we got this. I mean, we did it last week, we can do it again. Yeah. And yeah. then Case Keenum goes down make some plays and all of a sudden they're like, Oh crap. Now we're down 13 and there's only eight minutes left. And then from there it just kind of goes downhill. And I can see that scenario playing out uh, in today's game. So Pittsburgh has to be careful. Don't go into this game being overconfident. And just because of Denver's record, I mean, like you said, they've been in a lot of close games and, and their their record could be a lot different if a couple things could have gone their way. Well, think about this, Cuervo. All right, Denver's at four and six. Let's just say they go on a rip roaring tear and they end up ten and six. So let's say they finish out the season. They're going to be in the playoffs because I don't, th- I don't, I don't know if Indianapolis will have enough to to win all the games. They end up ten and six. I think they they could end up dropping two games. I don't think Tennessee will be there. Baltimore and Cincinnati. I, you know, I don't see them being ten and six. I see them losing more than one more game uh, for the rest of the season than Baltimore and Cincinnati. 
uh, Indianapolis in Tennessee could be the same thing. Denver and the AFC West could end up with three games, three teams in the playoffs. One, the division leader, which probably be Kansas City. The Chargers and Denver, if they go on a winning streak to the end of the season, they could end up and they could have three, and they could be the AFC North. If you go back a couple of years ago, when you looked at the North, you had Pittsburgh, Baltimore, and Cincinnati all in the playoffs as well. So it could make make a shift over to the West. It'd be a great story if it ends up happening. Um, I don't know if it will or not, but um, so it, but so you're, so you're going on Denver on this one then? I'm with you, Sonny. Are you or are you taking the Steelers? No, I'm on Den- I'm on Denver. I like the defense, and I think this is going to be a defensive yeah. game. I think this, uh, and and here's the thing, you know, when you look at the quarterback position over there, all right, again, you know, when you talk when you talk uh, quarterback, you don't look at Case Keenum and say, you know, this is a guy that can win football games. But here's another thing: they need three touchdowns to win this game. So this is going to be a 21-20, 21-17 game. I think three touchdowns will get the job done. Then it's going to be about defense. Either way. Uh, it's the same thing with the Steelers. Now, here's one thing I, you always got to worry about is whether if they get Ben Roethlisberger and Antonio Brown involved early in the game, that could turn this game around. But, you know, traditionally when you look at games like this as far as Pittsburgh, they always get off to a slow start, and that could kill them in this game. No, it definitely can. I mean, you know, the Steelers are going to have to come off to a fast start if they're going to if they're going to really – you know, like you said, win this game and, and, and win it with convincing fashion. Um, they're going to have to. So yeah, uh, they can't let they can't let Denver hang around. That they're at home. You can't you can't afford to let that happen. Absolutely. So that one's going to be a good one. This one, that one could be the sneaky game of the, of the week two as well. If Denver does end up getting over on top of Pittsburgh, so. That was the last game that we have here on the board on the Cowboys Sports Show. It's the Green Bay Packers. They're 4-5-1. Four, and one. Man, is that one going to come back again. But Minnesota, they're 5-4-1, and they're trying to make the playoffs as well. Both these teams lost last week, Cuervo. Um, so when you look at this, you know, the, you know, Division games. I, I, this one right here, just it just brings it, it just brings it out. Um, you know, you you got you look at it. You got two quarterbacks that demanded a lot of money, and they got the money. Um, and the pat, you know, it, that that is huge. Um, obviously, when you look at one quarterback compared to the other, they got a lot of money. But you, you look at um, you know Kirk Cousins. He, he got paid too. Um, so both of these guys are going to be on, you know, on the spotlight on Sunday Night Football. So, you know, you know, I, I look at it, that game last week, man. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm just shaking my head about how they lose that football game. Not only that, it almost takes the Green Bay Packers out of contention in the playoffs, Cuervo. And I know for a fact that just makes you feel like, uh, um, you know. What's that laughing dog's name? Grim, uh, uh, you know, laugh. <laughs> that, that had to feel good for you. Four, five, and one for the Chicago. They got four game. Uh, mark that. They have a three and a half game lead over uh, Green Bay, um, and a full three, uh, th- um, 
uh, two-and-a-half game lead over Minnesota. So Minnesota, if they want to try to run for the division, they need this win. I don't think Green Bay – I don't think Green Bay is going to make the playoffs. And, you know, just mainly because of everything that's going on. Ah, we just got the uh, picks for Brian. We'll go over those in just a moment. Uh, but this one's going to be a good one. Monday Night Football, NFC North matchup, division game. Oh, man, this one's going to be a good one. Yeah, it always is. I mean, Packers-Vikings <laughs> is, is always, you know, a good <clears> – <throat> it's the second best, uh, you know, matchup in this division obviously bears packers with the history in my opinion yep it it, it doesn't get better than that but everybody has their opinion that's my opinion i think bears packers is the best game uh just because of the history so you know there's a lot there's i mean there's a lot of history with this rivalry too i mean you think about the legacy of a guy like brett Favre. uh most of his yep uh most of his career he plays with green bay but then he finishes in minnesota uh, we'll, we'll forget about the year he was with the Jets. That doesn't count. So, I mean, he goes from Green Bay and, and finishes in Minnesota. And, I mean, that, that's that's just one of the many links to these two teams together uh, you know, as far as, you know, history and stuff like that. So, um, you know, uh, these two teams have, have – knocked each other out of the playoffs. These two teams have done a lot of things to each other. And, and, and honestly, I would say when it comes to, you know, quote unquote hatred for each other in this division, uh, I would yep. say that um, the, uh, the Bears Packers, I think uh, they hate each other the most, but if you ask who, who do Green Bay fans uh, hate, uh, you know, the second most hated team, in that division, it's it's, it's definitely going to be Minnesota. For some Packers fans, yep. it's they're the they're the number one team that they hate the most. Um, some, those guys, yeah, I mean, those are those are the ones that don't understand the history of Bears Packers. But uh, I, I would say that uh, you know when 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 things like uh, Anthony Barr, uh, you know, breaking Aaron Rodgers' collarbone happens, uh, you know, you, you tend to have a lot of hatred. Uh, for for the Minnesota Vikings, so it it just Absolutely. kind of you know it just kind of happens that way, and, and you know I, I'm sure that's that's going to be on a lot of Packers fans' minds going into this game tonight because Minnesota is the place that it happened la- you know when it happened last year, so um, I'm sure a lot of Packer fans are going to be sweating, they're going to be nervous, uh, hoping that it doesn't happen again, uh, but you know honestly. The, the offensive line for Green Bay, they've actually given Rodgers a little bit of protection so far in you know in the past last few three weeks. games. Yeah, yeah. So, so they may, they may not they may not have to be as nervous. Well, I think I think pressure is is a key word in this one because when you look at Kirk Cousins, I mean, you know, you, you, well, you already know how I feel about Kirk Cousins, but in the realm of when you look at it and the thing that they're talking about, Kirk Cousins can't get the job done in prime time. And all you got to do is mm-hmm. go back to the, the loss against the Bears, 25-20. to 20. So he's now 4-12 and 12 in prime time games, and he got a three-year, $84 million guaranteed uh, contract, Cuervo. So, of course, the Viking fans are going, what? You, you better show me something this week, um, and, and and they're right. I mean, you, you, when you 
when you invest that much at the quarterback position, Cuervo, you want this is the game that Kirk Cousins gets put up underneath the microscope. All right, he's been underneath the microscope anyway, okay? Is he good? Is he bad? Is he indifferent? Most people say he's indifferent. I say he's bad. Um, he's still got to mm-hmm. get the job done even with the weapons. He's not getting that job done with the weapons, and that's another thing when I look at this game. I'm like, hey, you know, how can this guy supposedly didn't have the weapons over in Washington have the weapons that he has in now, and they're sitting where they are now? Uh, yeah, it, it's it, – and – whether whether or not you think that Kirk Cousins is the right guy, I will say he's not the worst. I just don't believe. See, and that's what I think most. And I think most Minnesota Vikings uh, fans are 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 like it. I, you know, their defense was for real last year. They've taken a step back in their defense, so you expect a little improvement someplace else. That had to come from the offensive side of the ball. And they're just not really getting the type of thing that they're looking at it. So that having been said, when you look at a lot of things that are happening, the Minnesota Vikings defense is not what it used to be. Um, so, but they are at home, so that's another thing that you look at it. So um, you, you look right. at the Rams, Saints, and Bears, they're 26-5. and five. So, you, you know, and those are teams that the Vikings have played against. They're 26-5. and five. So now you get a guy who's supposedly the man. He's supposed to be the baddest man on the planet, and until Tom Brady hangs him up, he's not. I, I, I'm just saying it. I don't care what anybody says. Tom Brady is the baddest man on the planet until you dethrone this guy. And right now Aaron Rodgers is not doing it. And I go back to the injury that he suffered, and I think they should have sat him out because we're going to hear about this later on, Cuervo, about how Aaron Rodgers hasn't been 100% all year long because of that injury. And it's going to go back there. And I, I remember saying they should have sat him down because they had three winnable games after that one. They went ahead and put him in, even though they got the win. Don't get me wrong. I don't want to, you know, I, you know, I think they still would have won that game without Aaron Rodgers at the quarterback position. Um, but I think that they pushed Aaron Rodgers a little bit too quick, and that's the reason why we're getting what we're getting from Aaron Rodgers, because he couldn't get the job done in the last minute of that game last week, if you remember correctly. Yeah. Yeah, no, well, you're talking about last week against Seattle, that Thursday night game. Is that what you're referring to? Yes, I am. Yeah. I mean, look. Normally, I mean, that's automatic. Seattle, where both. Seattle's not an easy place to win. Um, that's you know, true. Despite the struggles of the Seahawks in you know past couple of years, they're still a very tough home team. Uh, you know, Russell Wilson still is very effective in what he does. Um, you know, I I just think for for Green Bay, it's it's. Everything that we've been talking about on this show for a couple of years now, it, it, it's kind of coming into to fruition yep. where, uh, you know, the, the Packers as an organization, they're handicapped. They're handicapped because they don't have the salary to, to go out and improve this roster. The only way they're going to be able to do that is through, through the way they've always done it, and that's through drafting. And, and they, they – but you know what? Even their drafting has been – it's been suspect, spotty lately. They haven't yep. really hit on uh, uh, picks like they have in the past. And, and you know, whether, whether we blame Ted Thompson or whoever else you want to blame uh, in that organization, I mean, 
they just, you know, with the two, let, let, let's, let's say the two corners that they drafted, for example. I mean, are we talking about those guys as potential rookie of the year candidates? No, we're definitely not. Um, you know, if, if I don't say their name, Sonny, you're probably not even going to know what they are, who they are. So that, yeah. that's, that's how little attention they're getting. And that's how little production the Green Bay Packers are getting from those guys. So, um, you know, they just haven't hit on draft picks uh, like they used to. So that that's a, that's a big thing where, you know, the, your bread and butter of how you've built this roster has not been your bread and butter, butter lately. It just hasn't worked out. So uh, it's, it's pretty crazy to think that, you know, the success that this Green Bay Packers organization has had in the past 20 years First of all, they, they, I mean, to have the quarterbacks that they've had, that's number one, okay? But they've also drafted outstanding. I mean, you look at a guy like a Randall Cobb that they drafted. He wasn't yeah. – and this is like later round type guys, uh, you know. So um, they have lost that, that touch that they've had when it comes to evaluating talent and scouting and all that stuff. They, they, don't, they don't have it anymore. Um, and it comes to the, it comes down to the little things like, you know, the quarterback's coach. I mean, Aaron Rodgers, if you remember in the off season, he was, he was highly upset about that. Uh, and, and he, and he expressed it publicly. So, yes, he did. um, you know, it's the little things like that is why the, the Screen Bay Packer organization is having the struggles that they have and, and they're on the verge of not making them. I'm telling you, Sonny, if they lose tonight, they're not going to make the playoffs. Yeah. So, so with that being said, I'll be cheering for the Vikings tonight. So, there you go. Well, but, you look at it. You, you, have Diggs, you have Diggs and Fines. They're going to go ahead and they're going to challenge the Pittsburgh secondary. Okay, they, they've been plagued with injuries. Then they lose guys because of personal, you know, you know, trade deadline and everything else. So you look at it in the loss against Seattle, Minnesota played without cornerback Kevin King. He wasn't in the game, so that's huge. They didn't have Bryce with an ankle injury at the safety position. Then they didn't have Breland with a groin injury at the cornerback position. I, you know, that's the in that right there. That and listen, I don't think Diggs, the uh, Thielen, and uh, Kirk Cousins are great. I don't but I think they're going to be able to do it, and they're going to ask Aaron Rodgers to do it again, put it on his shoulder, and I told you for the last four years that Aaron Rodgers has a shoulder injury because he has to carry the team yet again if they're going to win the game. But I just don't think it's going to happen. They've, they've lost four of their last six games because Aaron Rodgers can't get the job done now because there's so much pressure on him to get the job done. Yeah, it's it's not it and, and and trust me, this is all all kidding aside about my absolute dislike of the Green Bay Packers. It's not fair to a guy like that. I mean, absolutely. You know, Aaron Rodgers. Aaron, I think Aaron Rodgers should he should but did demand. But they kind of put themselves in that position, though. And, and you know what? And and so it's you know it's one of those situations. It's like you know. You you can't be if you're Aaron Rodgers you can't be hypocritical about the situation. You can't sit here and say I need help, but at the same time pay me my money. Yeah, hundred well, million. Yeah, I mean, look, I, I, I'm sure Aaron Rodgers didn't ask for the extension. I'm sure his agent was the one that pushed for it. 
But, you know, Aaron's a big boy. He could have turned around and said, you know what, I, I, don't, I don't want the extension. I want you guys to go out and get me some damn help. And especially that didn't happen. Line. Even though it's been playing well for the last three weeks, they, they definitely need help there. But, Cuervo, who does this remind you of? I mean, not more than four years ago. Um, the big, the big, big time money. Okay, Joe uh, Flacco. Joe Flacco. Yeah, yeah, Joe Flacco. Well, although I think it yeah, was the right thing no, to do for Baltimore because they didn't have Jack Crap. Um, and, and the same, I, I feel the same way about the the Packers. But that's about personnel moves in reality when you think about it. Um, and you know, I think you 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 could be right. Could be hell. I don't know. I mean, yeah. I I just when when well, I when I think of quarterbacks and the reason why I think Tom Brady is the man because guess what? Even though Tom Brady didn't take the money, I think Tom Brady would have got the job done anyway. Um, I talk about a guy who's taken less money over the years that definitely could demand money, uh, which Tom Brady didn't, which in turn left them to get guys. But they weren't guys that everybody talked about. The last one that they had that was worth a crap that they took and spent money on was Randy Moss. And that is it. The rest of them, there's nobody there to really, you know, write home to mama about. But at, at receiver, yeah, you're right. Um, I, and we talked about that earlier today. I mean, you know, Brady's the exception to the whole uh, uh, thought of, you know, you don't need star receivers to win you a Super Bowl. Um, some guys do. No, Brady's yep. the exception. Peyton Manning was the exception. Uh, yep. Those guys can, can win with you and me. Pierre wide receiver. an important part of – Pierre Garçon is part of the, a, a very important part of the uh, offense. I, I think he's in, in Denver. So, uh, or where is he at? Um, I'll find out where he is. But wherever he is, he's injured and they need him back. Um, you know, and I, I'm almost sure. I'm not sure where he is. I'll, I'll look that up. But you know, you, you go back to they Wait, make, who are you they about? make soup. Pierre Garçon, where is he at? He's in San Francisco, and I that, think he's go. hurt. <laughs> I think yeah, he's hurt, he is hurt, so there you go. Yeah, he, he is hurt. He is hurt. And, and and here's another thing. Is he hurt or is he injured? Because if he was playing with Peyton Manning, would he be hurt or would he be injured? See, just different ways of looking at that whole thing. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, absolutely, Sonny. Um, so I've got uh, a buddy of mine, uh Gregory, big Eagles fan. I appreciate him listening. He brought up a good point. He texted me. He said, you know, that uh, Brandon Cooks is also a guy that so – now they – so so they didn't they didn't sign him. They traded for him. That the Patriots – the Patriots traded away, I want to say it was a first-round pick, and got him. Uh, so, I don't I don't know if I would – I mean, is he, is he a marquee name, though? Is he no. a – you know, is he a, he is. Uh, well, when yeah, you think I, I mean, one I, I, wide I receivers, do you think of Brandon Cook? I mean, really, I mean, do you really think of him as a number one wide receiver? You know, you know, a guy that you can't live without. On, maybe that's it. Can you live without him on your football team? Even on a bad football team? Well, I think the answer well, could be yes. I mean, Brandon, well, he is honestly, good, Sonny, but, yeah. And there's, but there's only so many of those guys. Uh, I can That's count on true. one hand. 
how many of those caliber wide receivers are in the league right now. I mean, you look at the situation in, in, in Cincinnati, um, they're, they're dying without A.J. Green. You know, Odell Beckham, I think, is another guy. You know, you can think what you want about him, but you cannot deny his talent. You cannot yeah. deny the difference that he can make on that football team. Uh, when, just, wait, just wait until the Giants get a quarterback that can actually yep. accurately throw the ball to him downfield. Absolutely. Yep. You know, I mean, Eli was that guy for a while. Uh, I mean, you remember the three the three finger catch. Remember that was Eli that threw that. Yep. Pass. But that was also that four years did. ago. So that so you know, you, 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 so that, that you that there you go. But um, you know, I, I would say Antonio Brown is obviously the that Antonio Brown, Julio, Odell Beckham. AJ Green, um, you know, as good as Adam Thielen is, I wouldn't put him on that list. I, and I think Adam Thielen's an exceptional receiver. Yeah. But if Antonio he went down Brown. today, yeah, it, it really installed. I mean, those, those are the guys that I think, um, yeah, that are are the guys that you you have to have. Now I'm going to do something stupid, which I should never do. Okay, you're on Minnesota, by the way, right? Oh yeah, oh absolutely. Okay, I'm going to go back to I'm going to go back to the San Francisco Tampa Bay game. Marquise Goodwin, Pierre Garcon, Alfred Morris, and then obviously that Reuben Foster situation. Um, I, that's enough for me to change my pick. Those are those are two those are two. And listen, I don't think Tampa Bay's a good football team. They shouldn't beat them. Um, but man, that that's too much to go without. So I I am going to go ahead and switch my pick. Tampa Bay. I was just looking at this and it popped up as I was reading it. They, they got they got too many key players. And I think what took me over the edge is not having now Alfred Morris is nothing to write home to Mama about. But that's their that's their guy now. Um, and they don't even have that. So they're going to go straight pass in the game. They don't have anybody to throw the football to. And I think Tampa Bay might be able to get the job done. So and they're at home. So I'm making the switch on that game. Are you going to stay with San Francisco on that one? Yeah, I think I'm going to stay with San Fran. I think I think Tampa Bay is just they're they're not very well disciplined. They're not they're not a very good football team. Um, I agree with and you. And look, I mean, you know, you're you know Dirk Cotter better than anybody. You know, you followed you followed his coaching career closer than anybody I know. And yep. You know th- th- those type of coaches. Again, that are I don't trust him. I, 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 oh, I know I don't you don't trust him. <laughs> I know you don't. Oh, excuse me. So, but yeah, my my, I, I you know that the thing that the, my thing is is he's a guy that, like you said, you know he's he's predictable on offense, and that's going to catch up to him. It, it, it already yeah. has, but. I think against a defense like San Francisco, it's definitely going to be they're going to it's going to catch up to them. So yeah, um, I, I would. So it's going to be a good one. Well, I mean, if you're if you're a Bucks fan, it could be a good day for you, or for a Forty Nineers yeah, fan. I think it'll be an interesting game. I think we'll be in the red zone quite a bit in this one. I, you know, I, I do. I honestly think we'll be in the red zone quite a bit. And um, so uh, Red Zone will have that all set and ready to rock and roll. So 
Um, good one going. It looks like we got all the games in. We took a little bit more time in some of the games because, we, you know, of the three games that happened on Monday night or uh, on uh, Thanksgiving night or day and night. So um, we're all set and ready to go. Now, just to let you know, Cuervo, Thursday night's game is going to be a good one. Um, the New Orleans Saints, Dallas Cowboys. Um, I don't like going to that game, but if we can't get to it, what do you think about that game? Now, obviously, you know, Dallas says, you know, is Dallas on the bye? We haven't even talked about them. Dallas. No, is they Dallas just played on, on Thanksgiving Day, Sonny. Oh, that's right. They play on Thanksgiving. So, And New Orleans also played. Uh, winner 10 in a row, New Orleans. Yes. Dallas has won three in a row. Um, are, are you falling for the Dallas Cowboys against the New Orleans Saints, even though that game is in, in Dallas? <laughs> <laughs> Boy, did I think question? that perfect or what? Does that answer your question, Sonny? <laughs> so we got two on the New Orleans Saints side for Thursday night football. Uh, you know, quite possibly. Let me know if you change your mind on that one uh, as we go to it. So yeah, uh, that's probably not going to happen. Yeah, that's probably not. It looks like eleven in a row for. Oh man, they're they're going they're going to bury them. Although hey, I think uh, Sonny, I, you know what. I'm telling you right now, today is what, November, what, 25th, I think, something like I that? I think so. The New Orleans Saints will represent the NFC in the Super Bowl market. I think you're right. I'm telling you right. I, Look, I, everybody is in love with the Rams, and I get I'm it. I'm not. They, they're not disciplined I mean, enough on Monday, defense to get the job done. Last Monday, they played one of the most exciting regular season games I've ever seen. Okay. It, 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 hell of a game. If, if if the Super Bowl is going to be anything like that, my God, that's I mean I would I would pay to watch that game, not much, but I would pay. But anyways, it, it, um, it, well, it's going to be an NFC but, Championship game that was going to be crazy. Well, you know, don't don't discount my my Super Bears yet. All right, but no, look, um, I, I I I just think offensively, <laughs> New Orleans is way too powerful. What did you? Um, what did you just say, Cuervo? Your super bears? I, 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 <laughs> that was you great. Know, I thought I was. That, I thought I was going to sneak that one by you, but, uh, but yeah, you, you're, well, you're, you're not, I don't think so, Tim. Yeah, I don't know. You know. <laughs> you know, I think they're going to be right there in the mix. Although yeah, I, I think, think that I think they could be there. You know, they'll they'll be playing they'll be playing either New Orleans or or the Rams uh, for you know to play in the NFC Championship game. So I think they could get there. They definitely need Mitchell Trubinsky back. And by the that, that having said, you know the Chicago Bears they have the Giants next week. Hey Cuervo, I think yes. you sit your Mitch Mitch Trubinsky out again, especially since they got the win on on uh, Thanksgiving. Well, and that's that's what I was talking about earlier. Is you know there there is uh, rumors already swirling that they're thinking about doing that because, well, look, it's the Giants. So it's the I Giants, think, exactly. Even yeah. though the game is in New York, that's the only that's the only question. If you want to call it a question, that's the only question that I think you would have. Um, but I, I, even if you know, listen, you know, really, you think about the Lions. Lions should have beat beat them with with that quarterback. I mean, I mean, come on. 
simple fact, and the fact that they got the win just gives them the opportunity to take it one more week because if you're the Bears and you expected to win that game, um, uh, you would have been nuts. So I think that's why you do extend it into the next week. And Lord knows, who knows, maybe they'll get the job done and beat them in, in um beat them in New York and then they'll even be better off in that situation is that that you know how who knows well i mean you know it was it was a gamble <clears throat> sitting him out against against the, a division opponent in Detroit yep i mean turned out you know turned out good you know they got to win um but uh you know now now they have to go they're going back on the road against against a, a bad Giants team, but you know anything can happen. Yep. Uh, yeah, so, and it can. Yeah, they just the Bears just have to survive next Sunday. If they decide that they're not going to play Mitch, I don't care if the game is is you know ten to nine. If they can win, that's all, that's all that matters. Absolutely. All right, well, we ran through three hours here on the Couch Potato Sports Show on our Sunday morning tradition. It'll continue next week. We'll look at all the games next week. We'll try to get into some other stuff, but we'll do that next week. Uh, We'll see you next week, Cuervo. Enjoy the games today. Oh, you know I will, Sonny. Red Red Zone is about to come on. uh, Yep. And, you know, the great thing is you don't have to touch the remote after that. You got it. Absolutely. All right, that's going to do it for us, everybody. Have a good one. I'm Sonny Clark. We're out of here. Bye-bye.